This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Wednesday. This is the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wednesday Till I Die podcast. This is the debate show, the show where we give you the chance to come up and talk about Sheffield Wednesday. Now, this is a bit of a different episode this week. Um, Today I was given the opportunity to meet the chairman at uh, pretty short notice, uh, obviously following the uh, recent ticket price announcement. And obviously I'll be sharing with you all uh, what was said at that uh, at that meeting. Uh, yeah, obviously, given the recent comments that we've uh, made, for those that do listen to the podcast, I thought that it was only right to uh, to take Dapon up on his uh, on his offer to go and uh, to go and meet him. Now, uh, if you do want to come up and and have your say, then just re- press that request to talk button on the bottom left. I will bring you up. Uh, if you don't want to come up and but you still want to uh, get involved, then just tweet us, uh, and I'll read some of the best ones out on the uh, on the show. You can do that by just tweeting at WTID Pod, or you can just click the. Uh, the icon on the bottom right of the screen, and you can do it that way as well. Um, some of you will have seen the tweet that I put out on Monday morning uh, after the uh, the season ticket um, announcement of the the new prices in phase number ninety five of uh, of the current season uh, in terms of uh, ticket prices. It was quite long, uh, but I felt it did resonate with uh, most of the fans. Um, I also sent that as an email direct to Dapon Chancere as well, and much to my surprise, I did get a response from him. Um, I did expand on on it, and I'll uh, I'll read that out to you now. Uh, Dear Dapon, please rethink your decision over the ticket prices. Enough is enough. It's getting out of hand. Stop with the phases. Stop with the weekly price increases. Just stop being so out of touch with the fans and prospective fans of the football club that you own. Uh, there's simply no need. Read the room. Uh, what you're doing is damaging the, f- the future of the football club. Parents won't be able to afford to bring their kids. New younger fans of the football club won't be there. Uh, that's what we need. We need younger fans coming through the club and securing our future. I uh, thank you for the money that you've put into the club, but we as fans shouldn't suffer because of mistakes made by you during your time. People will still pay. People will still come. Football is a way of life for some people. Uh, football is what people live for. And unfortunately, some people will have to make sacrifices elsewhere in order to afford to come to Hillsborough or just not come at all. 
Uh, please rethink your decision and please come back with a better offer. We're not asking for the prices to be the cheapest. I feel that we've been conditioned to thinking that we have to pay, uh, but when tickets are £300 more expensive now than they were in January, that's just not on. Uh, last season was incredible. The playoffs captivated the world audience. People were gutted that they weren't there for Peterborough and couldn't get a ticket for Wembley. Everyone was buzzing, but that's now all gone. And unfortunately, I have to say that you have to take full responsibility for that. I have a season ticket. I have an early bird price. It shouldn't concern me, but I don't want the I'm all right, Jack, frame of mind. That's just not right. My ticket is on the North Stand. It's now £735 for a season ticket or potentially £51 per match uh, to watch a team that is currently worse than what it was last season on a stand where there's no running water in the toilets uh, and the service that you get before and during the game is atrocious. Uh, as I said, I thank you for what you've done and the money that you've spent as chairman of Sheffield Wednesday Football Club. But if things carry on, I don't know what the future will look like for Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, and then I also finish by saying, I suppose I just want to finish on a question that's quite simply why. If you're happy to justify your reasoning behind the ticket prices, then I'm, I'm happy to listen. Um, so yeah, I finished up by, by telling him that, you know, from the Sheffield Wednesday, or the Wednesday Till I Die podcast, sorry. Um, and yeah, I got a response from him, which I didn't expect at all. Um, he uh, he responded personally, um, saying that he was meeting a few fans tomorrow, being today. Uh, there was uh, six of us in total um, that, had, that had expressed concerns. I don't know whether they'd done that directly to 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 Chancery or whether they'd done that uh, through other means at the club. But uh, yeah, there were six of us in attendance and he sat there and um yeah we we got the opportunity to uh to ask a few questions like i said uh given what we what we say on the podcast I thought it was just only fair to uh to go down and uh and, and speak to him I mean, he did start off by talking about the uh the press conference and why he felt necessary to speak up about about carlton palmer and the, the negativity that's uh that's on social media. He says that he just wants the negativity to stop. He also went on to say that um, he didn't take time up in the press conference. Uh, there was about, you know, there was an, an hour allocated. I think he said um, he was asked if the press wanted to ask any more questions, but uh, they all wanted to have their time individually with Cisco, the new manager. Um, he also went on to talk about how he knew Darren better than anyone else, in obviously reference to what. Uh, to what Carlton Palmer had said. Um, a question was asked to him um, that, or it was put to him that in the past two years when he'd seemingly taken a step back from the football club, that things were a lot better, um, you know, citing that things were better without him, basically. And he, and he went on to say that in the last two years, he's done more work uh, at the football club than he has in the time that he's, uh, that he's been here. Um also went on to say when things go bad, people blame him. And when things are good, it's always the manager and the players that uh, they get all the plaudits. But he's happy with that because that's just how it is. He also went on to say he just wants journalists to be neutral and uh, and just report on the facts and not on their uh, not on their opinions. We then got on to t- – but just by the way, it took forever. And I was there from – quarter to two I think it was it should have started at half past one uh, and we was there until gone four o'clock I had to I had to leave to get back to sort the kids out so um, obviously I've tried to uh, make it as 
make it as short as possible or we would be here all night if I went through everything. Um, we couldn't record it. We couldn't, I couldn't record the conversation um, that we were asked not to do. So they recorded it, but uh, but we were we were asked not to. So I just tried to make as many notes as I possibly could. When On the, on the subject of tickets, um, he went on to say that they do give free tickets out, um, but people still don't come. Uh, there's 200 schools that they work closely with, um, we were all in agreement that we don't hear anything about that whatsoever. Uh, you know, I live in Rotherham. I suppose Rotherham's probably out of the the catchment area for for Sheffield Wednesday. I'm I'm sure Rotherham Football Club will be speaking to the the, the school that my my children go to. But um, but he said that you know we're all in agreement that we don't hear anything about that, and that's something that should be should be spoken about. That's a, that's something that's positive that the football club does that we just don't know. Um, in regards to season tickets, I think he kind of reiterated what was said at the fans' forum, saying that the phases help people afford uh, it as the jump between the between the phases is much smaller. Um, we were all kind of disagreed with that and uh, and kind of said that it, it, it doesn't feel like that's the that is the case. One thing I want to, I just want to say as well is. Um, Obviously, I was grateful for the opportunity to to go and speak to the chairman. It's not something that I thought that I'd be uh, that I'd be doing. Obviously, didn't have to do it, of course. Um, but my overall thoughts, having you know spent the best part of two hours with him, uh, is that he just doesn't get English football, and I feel like it's quite quite sad for me to say that. I have I have expressed my my thoughts to uh, uh, to Trevor Braithwaite, who was talking to uh, a new who organized this uh, this today so it's not just something that i'm saying on here i've actually told him myself what i what i feel and i've used those exact words um i'll come on to a few other things that's kind of brought me to that uh, that conclusion as well um just as in terms of uh, the tickets he, he said that but I kind of knew this was coming, really. Having done a bit, done a bit of research and looked at what the ticket prices have been over the past past couple of years, um, he, he, he himself had had them all printed copies of uh, of all the prices that that, we, that we've charged for season tickets over over the last couple of years. And he said that uh, it's been a, it's a ten percent increase uh, on the season ticket prices now uh, than it was kind of in the last five years. And he also cited inflation for that, saying that they are, you know, if he if he followed the rate of inflation, the tickets will be much higher than that. Um, I mean, for context, the season ticket on the COP is now five hundred and ninety-five pound. He said that in eighteen nineteen it was five hundred and fifty pound. He also said that the early bird is much cheaper now as well. It's four hundred and fifty-five pound this season versus the three hundred and ninety-five um, that it was. Sorry, then it was 455. This season, it's 395. So saying that it's uh, it's cheaper. It also went on to say as well that the club is losing 10 million pounds a year in League One. Um, he said that that figure was likely to treble in the Championship with increased costs immediately after promotion, with wages, etc. Um, we then asked the question um, about the why is it that other clubs can can charge cheaper prices? You know. West Brom is is a club that's been thrown around. I think they sit twenty seven or twenty eight pounds. I think it is for their match day ticket prices uh, across the board. Whether that you know depend you know every game, no matter which uh, which stand that you sit in, and uh, he didn't really have an answer to that one. He, I think he used you know deflection tactics and just said that you know he doesn't know why they can can charge those prices. 
and he kind of put the onus on us to go out and find out why that uh, why that is and tell him um, because he doesn't know why they can charge such uh, such cheaper prices. We you know then went on to say that that's not really our job to do that, and that's more of something that he should be doing as a or his his people, as he likes to say, as a as a football club should be going out and finding out why other clubs can can charge uh, a lot less. Um, in regards to the categories as well, we said that there's far too many categories for the match day prices, and obviously the prices is far too expensive. Um, he said that if the club's doing bad, then the tickets will be category G. If we're doing good, then they'll be more likely a category A, and he thinks that is the fairest way of doing it. I think that's one of the reasons that I came to the conclusion that, you know, that's just not, you know, he doesn't just, just doesn't get English football. And also he went on to say that if it was up to him, he wouldn't have season tickets. It was only that he was told that that is the the culture to have season tickets is the only reason why he uh, why he has season tickets. If it was up to him, um, I said he wouldn't have them, and people would just pay pay on the day. If they want to come, they would they would pay the prices. And obviously, using his category system, you know, the better the team's doing, more people are going to turn up. He can charge more money, which again, I just don't think he gets what. Uh, what English football is all about. You know, we, a few people mentioned that, you know, the reason why they do have a season ticket is so that, you know, you've got a good seat. It's your ticket. You don't have to worry about, about that. Obviously you do get that, uh, that cheaper price as well. Um, I mean, it, it didn't say this, but kind of reading between the lines with what was being said at the time, I think it was also referring to the fact that the atmosphere isn't great when, you know, when we're playing bad, which I get that it's not, um, and when we're losing every week, if you it, you wouldn't no, you wouldn't pay to go if we were losing every week. And those that did pay to go and see the see the team would be the you know quote unquote like tr- like true fans um, and and you know and go and support the support the club, you know whether they're doing good or bad. Like I said, he didn't say that. That is just me reading between the lines of what what he has said. I will. You know, caveat as of people that have been to the fans forum or, or heard him speak. Obviously, we heard him speak for at length at the unveiling of Cisco only, you know, uh, earlier on last week. Um, one thing I would say is that he says quite a lot, and you, you do have to kind of, you know, a lot of what he said could be taken out of context. So, like I said, I've, I've done my best to try and uh, to try and um, you know make it make it more condensed. Let's say. Um, it was also said to him as well that the more people that are in the ground, the more money that you'll make, obviously through uh, other sales, whether that's drinks, you know, sweets, crisps, whatever it is, stuff in the shop, etc. Um, he, he said that the kiosks are already at capacity. He said that even if there was 10 times as many people there, they wouldn't be able to get any more extra revenue through the kiosks we then gave him ideas on how he could increase that and, and make that better. Um, one thing I would say as well is every question that was put to him, he had an answer for, for absolutely everything other than the um, questions about other clubs, such as why the price is cheaper elsewhere. He didn't really seem to have any answers to that. And like I said, use deflection tactics, but everything else he did seem to have, have an answer for, um, you know, like like we said there about the the, the prices and and uh, extra revenue at the through the kiosks, etc. Um, 
One thing he did mention was that when he does make the tickets cheaper, people don't come, i.e., you know, the, the games don't sell out when there are cheaper cheaper tickets. He didn't really go into specifics as to what those uh, what those games are. Like I said, he does he does talk quite a lot and it's very difficult to get your to get your words in and then by the time you do get to speak he's kind of moved on to something uh, something totally different. Um um one thing that uh, one thing I also said to him, you know, was the more he charges, you know, fans to come through the gate, whether that's season tickets or whether that's on the on a match day, you know, charging fifty nine pound, the higher the expectation is. I also mentioned to him that the, the facilities aren't great, i.e., you know, the water on the north stand toilets. I know we joke about it on the podcast, every, you know, seemingly every single week, but still, it's things like when you're charging more money, these things do do come into it. The match day experience isn't great, and that was. That was put to him. Um, whether things are going to change or not, um, I don't know. Um, but we also got onto the topic of player sales. He seemed he seemed quite interested to talk about that. I think that's something that he'd obviously prepped and readied himself for. Um, we were talking about revenue streams and and how can the club get get more money. Um, obviously, he kind of a bit of a loaded question, and he and he was saying, "Go on, say it." player sales and like as like I said he was he was very excited to talk about that. Um he, he went on at length saying that he wanted to to explore the the Brentford model when he first came in. A lot of people mentioned Brentford as a club that's sustainable. And uh, what he said was what people don't realise is that a lot of money goes into that football club in investment to get to the point that where that they're at and they just simply you know and Sheffield Wednesday simply just can't afford to to have that level of uh, of investment. Um he also said that we did have a bid for a player of eight million pounds uh, in the last couple of years. He didn't say he didn't go into specifics again of when that was, and he didn't say who it was either. But he did say that he, you know he went in for ten million, um, and then that that deal fell down, uh, and that was in uh, was in a January transfer window. Again, he didn't say when it was or who it was. I don't know if he was refer- referring to Forestieri or whether that kind of falls into line or not. Um, but he did mention that you know he, he tries to get as much money as he can for the for the football club. Clearly, in that situation there, that didn't work. I'm sure would have uh, been delighted with eight eight million pound. He also mentioned Deli Bashiru as well. Whilst we're on that topic, uh, saying that Deli Bashiru had a had a huge sell on clause attached to him. That's the reason why they was able to to pick him up for free from Manchester City. Um, if we sold him, then we wouldn't have got much for him at all with what the bids were that were that were coming in. So it was better to keep him and use him, and they just didn't expect him to be as poor as he uh, as he was after January, which I think we can all uh, all agree on that one. Um, just another couple of things. I know people have said about the Southampton subsidising the the costs when they come to us for the first game of the season. Um, when when he was when he was asked about that, he just kind of shrugged and just said that they must have more money to be able to do that obviously being a, a Premier League club he did mention Premier League quite a lot saying that when we were talking about sustainability of, of football clubs and how much money clubs lose and and obviously is his, uh, is his he wants to get Sheffield Wednesday into the Premier League and the, the club will be losing money hand over fist until the uh, until they do that it never went on to say you know that whether we would ever get there or not when he's when he's a chairman. But um, he did mention Premier League quite a lot. He also used that when we were talking about the kids, the kids coming through with the club. Um, 
he, he, he's under the impression that kids only want to watch Premier League football and they don't want to come and watch um, Sheffield Wednesday. He was mentioning League One football. Obviously, we were in League One la- last season. Um, again, all these all these answers that he was giving just kind of reaffirmed my uh, my views that he, he just doesn't get English football and and the and what football means to uh, to fans and and obviously us as fans of Sheffield Wednesday as well. Um, in terms of sponsorship and, and and other income streams, he did say that they're constantly looking for more sponsors and more revenue. Uh, but obviously, we yet to see that. Uh, really when it uh, when it comes to it um even mentioned covid as well we're going right back to covid which we, we went on so many tangents i thought i was listening to an episode of uh episode of the podcast really but uh but yeah i mean i'll if everyone wants to come up and and, and kind of talk about what's been said or ask any questions uh about what was said like so i was there for two hours and uh and yeah a lot was a lot was said in that uh in that two hours they were, i did have questions that i had that i couldn't couldn't ask because I just took I just ran out of time I did have to leave I think the meeting went on for another 40 minutes or so I, I believe um but they were talking mainly about the catering and and, and things like that <laughs> things that I weren't really really bothered about to be honest but but yeah if you do want to have your saying come up and uh, and talk then please please do so I've got Andy and Aaron at the moment Andy mate how are you Paul you all right Andy are you there do you want to unmute yourself Andy, all right, let's bring someone else up as well. Uh, Aaron, how are you, Paul? You all right? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. You? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. I'm a bit drained from uh, from this meeting earlier, but uh, but yeah, what do you what do you have, what do you want to have to say, mate? Right. What I don't get about Chancery, right, is he constantly mentions the Premier League, and he's all since he's come in, all he said is that I want to get the club back into the Premier League, and then obviously you've just mentioned him with investments, and he like the club ain't getting the investments like team like Brentford and stuff like that. If you can't bring that investment into the club, sell it. It's as simple as that. Because you're telling me you want to get to the Premier League, but you can only get to the Premier League by having investments into a football club. And he ain't getting none of it. So he can't get there. Yeah, I mean, obviously it does take a lot of money, doesn't it, to to get to the Premier League. What was it? Was it Fulham Fulham that spent... Yeah, like a million pound, a million pound a week, or something it was, or lost a million yeah. pound a week to and it's like, to get there. It was on about teams losing money, and it's like, yeah, teams do lose money every year because you've got to pay what you've got to pay wages, you've got to pay um, like for travelling and stuff like that. Yeah, but at the end of the day, going back to the West Brom thing, West Brom being in the uh, Championship for what, like four years now, something like that. It might be a lot less, but. Imagine how much money they were losing from going from the Prem to the Championship. But look at the like, look at the players they're bringing through, and like we're in the same situation. Apart from not being in the Premier League, we're like I don't get him. He's Aaron. What, 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 Aaron, what's your what's your biggest frustration? Not investing in the team. It's like we're not bringing in youth. Yeah, we had Fizz. He didn't really get used yet. He was poor on occasions, yeah. But with the players that we have, our average squad age is 30 or 29, yeah. There's a lot younger teams in the championship. And not being funny, against them teams who are going to get absolutely smashed because we don't have... Yeah, they put in 100% effort every game. But 
energy compared to effort isn't a, it's not really a thing that you want because look at like the league one teams we played last season plymouth barnsley they had a lot younger teams and look what they did to us because we have a lot older players than what other teams do yeah i mean it's a it's, it's a great point that you make um and I, I wonder whether, I mean, at the moment, obviously, FFP comes into it, doesn't it? Uh, I know it was uh, sustain, what, sustainability or whatever they call it uh, when, yeah. you're in, when you're in League One. Obviously, financial fair play is a, is a thing now. And what is, it, is it £36 million pound that, we, um, that we can set to lose over the next three years? Uh, you know, and if it's, if it's more than that, then, then obviously we're going to come down on... Uh, you know, on FFP, like we did, what we did last time. Uh, another thing that he uh, that he that he mentioned as well is that in terms of the the ticket uh, ticket sales, the ticket sales don't even cover the what he said was like the, the backroom staff. Uh, I think he just meant like paying all the staff and and everything. I'm guessing everything to do with with running the football club, excluding the players' wages. Um, that, that doesn't even. It doesn't even cover that. Obviously, I have to take his word as as being sure. I have no facts to um, to back that up, or or even or even counter it. Of of course, um, yeah. that that was another thing that he that he did say. Um, Aaron, there's lots of people that want to uh, that want to talk, so I'm going to uh, going to move on if I if I can. Yeah. I've got Matt as well. Matt, how are you, pal? You all right? Yeah, not too bad, James. How are you? You okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Like I said, uh, I, I felt having what we'd said on the on the podcast, especially on this uh, on this one this weekend. I felt given the opportunity, I, I, I had to go down and uh, and obviously talk to him. Yeah, I think I, I think I mean just from listening to that podcast, and then obviously you contacting obviously the chairman, and then you having the opportunity to go down. I think it, it also provides us as fans kind of an insight because we have said under Chan series reign, there is a lot of stuff which is kind of secret and then we get this huge dump of information that comes out in short spells and then it goes very quiet again. Um, I suppose in terms of from what you've said um, and kind of the information, it kind of really puts into perspective a little bit for, 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 for fans like myself really kind of what you're what we're what we're really looking at and what we're dealing with here, really. It, I know there was a lot of conversations last year about you know if we hadn't have gone up, where we're going to rip it up, start again, start kind of building from a youth and really building some infrastructure in the club. Chan Siri said that he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want a sporting director. He likes to have control over it, all the rest of it. And I, and I understand that and I get that. The trade off to that is, I suppose, can you then complain? That say for argument's sake, you're, and a lot of say for argument's sake, not neg- not necessarily negative comments surrounding kind of how much the club is losing. The, the point there that you just made that ticket sales don't cover even the staff. Okay, all of this is absolutely fine, but if you are sick and tired of losing money, and you're saying that the investment is going to need to what treble with the with the raise into the championship. Surely you've got to start thinking of an alternative strategy because other than that, I mean, we've got some great players here, but let's face it, you're needing a miracle where he keeps talking about the Premier League. You, you are needing a miracle. We are a newly promoted side into the division. Yes, I think we are more than comfortable of staying up, like more than comfortable the squad depth is there. Realistically, if you're talking about that idea of a Premier League, are we, are we honestly saying that this squad is stronger than, say, your Leicesters, your Southamptons, your Leeds, your, your other squads that are in the division that do have those parachute payments? No, you, you are kind of hoping something happens sooner or later without a trade, without like a change in strategy, without thinking outside the box to get some of those more creative things, rather than saying, right, let's just have this huge investment on to sort of like your fans, but don't worry about it. That doesn't really cover anything to do with the backroom staff. I'll keep taking the hit. Okay, that's absolutely fine. 
but what, but what are we doing here that's going to change this? Because you are going to need to get creative then to get out of this division in an upward trajectory rather than a down. Yeah, I mean, just on the point we mentioned about the uh, uh, the, the CEO or the um, or the director of football, that was a question that I wanted to ask, and I I just simply didn't have time to to get on that because it is a it is a great point. Like you know, uh, I, th- I think you know what you know being there as well, you know. Obviously, I was trying to be respectful that you know he'd offered you know the opportunity to come and uh, come and talk, but you know we didn't. Some of his answers, you know, we, there was people in there as well that um, that, that didn't just take his answers for for what it's worth. We did kind of counter them, and and every single time, he's quite he's quite clever as a as a person. People that have speak spoken to him, or again, people that were there at the fans forum would would know he's quite good at at, at getting out of certain certain conversations um as well i think just on to your point as well matt you know when we were on about that the the investment does it as a, as a wider problem do you do you not think that you know f- football has a bit of an issue or especially championship football in that how much money has to be has to be spent and then not recouped to to actually get to where you want to be I mean, you look at, I mean, West Brom have been mentioned. West Brom are now out of their parachute payments, stuck with players who are on silly money. Are they, um, are they out? They, this is their third season now, isn't it, down in the, in the, in the championship? Yeah, if they, so. if they, yeah, if they don't get out this year, they are under a lot of problems. And speaking to, I've got, obviously, living in the Midlands, I've got a couple of mates who are West Brom fans, and they were saying that their chairman is refusing to put any more money in. I would assume, because they take a similar approach to what we're talking about here, is the financial risk and the the penalties that you can incur. It's really interesting. It's like just looking at in a mirror at us in 2018, really. Um, on your point, I suppose, about the the idea of is there a wider problem with football and finances and this idea that you're seeking to get to this holy grail of the Premier League and then all of your problems will be solved for a couple of years. Yeah, of course there is. I mean, we all know that. But we all know, also all know that you are capable of having success in the championship and having a crack at the Premier League whilst not investing millions, but you have to change the strategy to what we currently have done and have been doing. You can't do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. It just doesn't work. And if we are, if I suppose as an owner, he is happy for that to continue, then yes, that's absolutely fine. Keep shocking millions and millions of pounds at it and just hoping for, you know, on the off chance that sooner or later something happens. Okay, that is one strategy and way of looking at it. The other is to perhaps recognise, okay, what I've done in the last eight years, I'm back to square one and I'm what, 200, 300 million pound down. This has to change and the way in which that we've approached this has not worked. Why? You can change managers, you can change players. We've seen that happen in the past, what, four years. The team looks incredibly different to what it did. We saw that, obviously, in League One with two turnovers. We'll see that in the next, what, 12, 24 months. Unless that approach changes, you're going to be still sat in the same position over and over again. Yeah, I mean, just on just on ticket prices, if uh, if I can't have you have you got a have you got a season ticket, Matt? Yeah, I'm very I'm very fortunate that I'm in a position to 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 obviously have a season ticket. Obviously, travelling up from Birmingham, I know there are people who travel further for every every game is an away game for myself. You know, I, in terms of a season ticket for myself, um, it, it is financially better for me to do that. And when I can't get to a game, knowing people, obviously, and having built up a, a group of people who I sit around, if their friend wants to come, I will, you know, pass it on to them for, say, 20 quid a match and say, oh, you know, like, that's absolutely fine. And they're happy to pay <clears throat> that money to me. 
total for a day. This is just myself. This is not taking my son. This is not worrying about kind of driving my dad up there, petrol, a, a beer or two or whatever, and food. You're talking an 80 quid day. You're talking an 80 quid day if you're talking the travel up there, <clears throat> some food, um, what's his name, a drink or two, travel back. It, that is uh, every other Saturday an expense that I, I do put on, not only myself, but it's a, it's a huge burden to obviously your family as well. And I, I, I get we're dealing with relativity here. Mr. Chancellor's relativity in terms of like what he's spending to myself is going to be totally different. Mm. But what, so, yeah. What, what concerns me with having spoken to him today is that I don't think he he's worried by the, the prices that he's putting out. Like I said, he, he, he cited inflation as, um, as a, a reason for, for the, for the, for the price increase saying that they've, they've not, they've gone up 10% since the last time that we were in the championship. And I think, uh, I'm right in saying that the, the season ticket prices were frozen for four or five seasons. I think it was until we actually came down and COVID and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I knew that was going to be the answer going into it. I just, you know, having looked at it, you know, logically, I knew that that was why I was going to say, if you, if you looked at it across the board, they all, all kind of gone up uh, of a, a similar amount, um, obviously more on the south than, than on the on the cop. But as a percentage, it's gone up. And it was just like they've, they've literally just added a, you know, a percentage increase to it and gone, That's, it was all right back then, it'll be all right now. Um, and yeah. I, and I just, I just think that that's just, it's just, you know, I think if he felt that he was it was more than justified in saying that, but we just said that the the prices were too expensive, um, were too expensive then, and and this obviously more than expensive now. And one thing he did say as well is all the people. Well, he didn't say all. Um, I probably took him out of context a little bit there, but he's saying that people that are moaning and whinging on social media, he, he looks into it and they have bought two tickets in the last two years. And they're saying that they can't afford a season ticket. What he's, I think it was what the point he was trying to make was the people that are moaning aren't buying season tickets anyway. Um, it, there was a there was a gentleman in in the room, um, and he said that he goes to um, as many games as he can, but he can't because of his uh, because of his son. Uh, and he said that he would have he would have if the price was the same price as the early bird, he would have bought it now. And then he, he, the question was asked to him, why didn't you buy it back then? Um, so he, you know, he's, he's, he, like I say, he's always got an answer to to everything, and I, and I don't think, like I said, I don't think he gets English football, and he's and he certainly, from what I don't know, this is just him how he comes across, but he he certainly didn't show any any sympathy towards people. He did. He mentioned the community program, and I know Matt, I'm, Matt, I'm going to come to you in a in a second. You were you were mentioning that on uh, on Twitter as well. If people want want to help they can they can speak to the club and one thing i said uh, and i think it I, I heard the same thing on the wednesday week podcast as well that i listened to earlier um people are too proud to to use that that people don't people want to be able to afford things without any sort of help i think that's kind of i don't know if that's a british way or or or, or anything like that but that, that is certainly true of, of myself i feel like if i couldn't afford something i won't try and beg the club, even though if that was available. I'm not saying that people wouldn't, you know, people listening to this, that is available. If you want to use it, of course, please do. Please do use that. I'm just talking from my kind of my own thoughts that people probably won't want to use that because they don't want to feel like they can't afford something that they want to do, even though that's available. Do, do you kind of get what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I mean, the, the I mean that is really just playing on the idea of you know like fan being short for a fanatic. You know, it, you shouldn't be in a position as a fan of a football club having to make a decision whether you can go to a football game on a Saturday and then afford to take your son, your daughter, your partner, whoever. You should be in a position where if you as you know you want as a family activity, I understand that every activity now that people take in is a huge financial burden and and again, I am very fortunate to be in a position where I could you know invest in kind of a season ticket so ultimately over that it did become cheaper. I agree with you on the idea of that pride um that it, it, people are not going to go and contact the community the, the community program off their own back and breaking that kind of that stigma and that barrier down. You just don't see enough work from the club to be able to perhaps do that. Then, if we're, if we're, if we're going to throw it back to the club, yes, I know the community the community program will do some absolutely fantastic work within the wider Sheffield community. We'll be doing outreach programs. You know, you look at the away shirt launch thing where they've gone into a school, they've given it to kids. Kids look genuinely very happy to be given, you know, like a free shirt. I, 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 I'm fully appreciative of all of that, and, and I understand that we are doing that. But you don't see it advertised. You don't see it actually being widely something that people are, you know, like actively taking up. And, and yeah, it's just it's just very frustrating, isn't it? Really, like in in general, because you are. I think we as fans are always going to sit on this side of the fence with it, and it's very clear that his views just don't align with us. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you just said he just doesn't get or understand what it is to be a a fan of a football club, and especially. I mean, English football is very different to several other, you know, countries around the, you know, like around Europe um, in particular. We have fans who will travel, <clears throat> say for argument's sake, to, to Plymouth on a Tuesday night, and we'll sell it out. And I know, I know, you, you, we're not talking supporters' numbers here. We're talking people do that because they make a commitment in their in their life to do so. This is the third tier of English football we were in last year, and people travelled down for. You know, the year before, what was it? A cup replay against Plymouth, where we got slapped three 0 It's, yeah, it's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, Matt. Great points as always, pal. Do uh, do really appreciate. It. I've got Matt and Joe. When I come to Matt next, I'm just going to read some of the tweets that you've uh, that you've been sending as well. Uh, Joe, I'm going to hear, hear him in a second. He's tweeted and said, "I dislike a lot of the recent decisions DC made, but you have to respect him for going out of his way to meet people that don't agree with him. I uh, hope there's a way through this." Um, Fid's just saying great email. Um, got SWFC fancying get out of our club. Uh, Chancera, get out of our club. Um, Chris Butcher, all the big boys listening tonight. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, everyone wants to hear what Chancera said. Um, Paul is Paul's one of the people that was uh, that was there tonight. He said the guy to DC's left did mention that he found out it was actually only forty schools and not two hundred. Uh, I think that was right near the end after I'd gone. So um, yeah, I think that was uh, Alistair, who's the I believe he's the general manager. Uh, so you know in the ticket office, etc. So. So yeah, they thought it was two hundred, and it's actually forty schools that they've been. That could obviously be a lot better. Um, Joe, but he can't even excuse the prices at all. He's out of touch with the match day fans and uses the excuse that if we can't fill it now, we'll never fill it. But now we'll never know since he'll poison our club. Uh, Matt, I'm going to come to you, mate. Thanks for waiting, pal. Do really appreciate. It. How are you going, mate? You all right? Not too bad, mate. You? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm good, thanks. Like I said, a bit drained after this afternoon, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, go on. What you want to say, mate? Uh, I want to start. I, obviously, you've been uh, and met him today, um, and I've met him 
countless times before, been in these meetings, had private meetings with him and what have you. I want to start by saying, for certain, he's a good person. Uh, he's got a good sense of humour and that. Um, I do see a lot of people making suggestions about his character, what I'd say is incorrect. But obviously, uh, in my opinion, there's there's some issues, maybe some of them more than others. But I think uh, one of the first things is there's too much of a focus on the negative and there's too much of a focus on what people say on social media. So when you're focusing all the time, on what people are saying, what's negative, negative about you, negative about the club, uh, criticism or whatever, that's never going to bring you any progress. That's never going to bring you any solutions. Yeah. So what I've found over the years is that it's never a case that these are solutions, it's these are reasons why, but you've got to, in my opinion, you've always got to be looking for solutions and solutions what work for everybody, not just for, for one party involved. And I think that's one of the main things lacking. Um, another, yeah, you just just on that, you're right in what you were saying there. He went on at length talking about social media, and he kept saying you uh, when he was talking to someone. It, what he was meaning by the, you is 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 fans. This is this is in general. Obviously, at the minute, there's a lot, but in general, the, it's usually a minority. And you've got to remember, social media is a snapshot. But when you're focusing on the negative all the time, you're never going to bring any sort of progress or any solutions or anything. And for me, like, I do get inviting fans and inviting people down and inviting people to fans' forums and stuff. But the, the, the realistic sort of way to look at it is it's a lot of inviting confrontation all the time. This, is, this for me, has got to stop. I, I don't believe that this is right way, uh, if I'm honest. I know people want to have this say They want to ask questions. But I, I don't think sort of then say, no, so-and-so, you come, you come, you come, and it's because people's got negative opinions and, and what have you. I don't think that's the way. I don't think, talking about the past repeatedly, talking about when bought Jordan Rhodes, for example, things like this. Matt, it, it went back, it, it were even speaking about COVID, um, which is like, I mean, that's been and gone, hasn't it? If you're always looking back, you're never going to move forward. So this is the issue. What they've got to find is, in my opinion, they've got to find solutions. There's good people at Sheffield Wednesday. I've met a few of them before. I know quite a few at staff well who were probably in that meeting. They're all really good people who know the jobs. The, 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 so I know you mentioned Alistair. Alistair's really clued up on ticketing and stuff like that. These people, for me, these are... It, this is an issue I have with social media kind of thing because there's a lot of criticism aimed at Wednesday and aimed at people like Alistair or like Trevor or, or like Liam Dooley or who else, whoever else sort of thing. These people, are, I think they're, they're decent at the jobs. They know what they're doing. You've got Wednesday fans inside the club, so like Liam's Wednesday fan. Uh, I know Alistair worked for Sheffield United for a bit before, but I, I think he's sort of like passionate about Wednesday, Trevor's a Wednesday fan. So I, I think you've got to you've got to harness what you've got. Let people sort of give them is it the autonomy to to do the jobs and stuff like that. Um, but for me, it, it's clear that there's some issues what need to be resolved, and it can't be a case of just presenting reasons why and not having solutions because reason could mean that 
well, it can work for this party, but it's not going to work for that party. On season tickets, for example, my point were is the chairman's obviously wanting to lose less money. The fans are wanting to pay less. So it's about trying to find a solution what's going to make that either possible or try and bring it anywhere closer than it currently is. Uh, I'm totally against season ticket pricing. Uh, I'm totally against how it's been phased. I think I think my season ticket, I don't know if it were 535 phase one or 575 phase one on south, and now you're talking 800. I don't think you can really, like a few months later, be charging 800 pounds for some of what were 500 pounds before. Um, but it's all about, for me, it's all about solutions. I know people want to have the same, they'll criticize on social media and put tweets or, or whatever, and, and that's fine, but it, it, it's got to be about solutions to try and take Sheffield Wednesday forward. And if you're just looking behind and looking at past and blaming this, blaming that, and, and what have you, you will never, ever move the club forward. It will always stay either where it is or it's just going to go backwards all the time. Yeah, I mean, just just on that, on, when you said about tickets there, there and everything, I, I just feel like he, and I said in the email to him, like I just feel like he's so out of touch. I just don't think he gets English football. And you, you'd think after, you know, after, after, what is it, seven or eight years that he's been at the football club, we all say that he doesn't know football, but you'd like to think that he, he would kind of get it a little bit by now, like and and, the, and what football means. Like football means so much to so many people. So many people use football as a as a release from their from the day job, from from things that are happening. You know, people go with the family. People use it as a way to get away from the family as well, and, and have some time with the friends and things like that. And I just don't think he. There's going to be people that that, that can't do that anymore. I just don't think he. I just don't think he gets it, Matt. I, like I said. He, so uh, he, this this ain't like a bad person or out like that, and, and I've had a lot of arguments with him in past, and publicly had arguments with him, and, and what have you. He's not a bad person. He, he is a good guy. I can guarantee anyone listening to this that I'm in a good position to say that he is a good person. But the 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 thing is, for me, what you've got to take is it's sort of like when people say about footballers have strengths and weaknesses so he's obviously got strengths and weaknesses so what you need to do is you need to sort of look at strengths and look at weaknesses and then let let his management team who sort of just below him so like your Trevor's your Alistair's Liam and, and everyone else then they're there to sort of provide that expertise in areas they've got and to give the, the advice what based on what they know and based on you've got to understand as well that people they're fully aware of what gets said on social media oh yeah so, that, that, that was that was made quite apparent really yeah he, i don't think he reads it but he just get, he gets told what's being said 100 yeah. percent. so what you've got to do it in, in reality you'd say so uh at the minute the club's not like in my opinion it's not in a good place it, it's like in disarray, and, and that in all sort of is doing or, or whatever. Obviously, losing manager at, at time we did it and what have you. That that's just not ideal. Uh, but my key points would be: there's got to be less focus on criticism. There's got to be more. There's less got to be less talk, more action. It, it's got to be more solution focused to try and take it forward. And there's got to be sort of less confrontation. And really, I always think when you're focusing on negative or when you're focusing on people who are criticising or whatever, 
and I'm not saying that that's wrong because criticism is fair, but then you're sort of neglecting people who are positive, people who support you and, and, and what have you, and, and then sort of that can create a bit of real feeling as well. It, there's got to be better in terms of PR as well. Um, like I, do, I don't really think fan forums really bring anything positive. I don't think releasing certain statements about former managers brings anything positive or and I don't think so uh, I didn't really think press conference and, and talking about Carlton Palmer when you've introduced a new manager and, and, and show this is way forward and what have you. I, I don't think that's great. Uh, but just on that as well, he, he said that the reason why he did that, obviously he was he wasn't going to, but obviously he was asked a question on Darren Moore, so he felt like he needed to to answer it. He says if he if he didn't answer the question, he would just get people saying to him that uh, he swerved the question and, and, and not being truthful. Um, and what, another thing he said as well is he in, in calling out him, him out as you know by name, um, if he did if he'd have tried to reach out to him, um he wouldn't have come again, he, he wouldn't he wouldn't have come and uh, he wouldn't have come and said his piece as in Carlton Palmer, whereas now because he's done it on national um on you know, on national T V or you know it was on Sky Sports News, it was everywhere, weren't it? Um he's he's kinda got nowhere to hide, which I think is totally the wrong way to go about it and it's almost kind of you know it's so what I'd say again is that that again is focus on what somebody's saying about you or, or and, and you know what I mean. So I think that's wrong. Uh, personally, I think that's wrong way. Um, you've got a, it, Sheffield Wednesday. Like, like it, it, it's a well-known football club, and you sort of you've got to think how what goes out or what is said or what is said live or whatever. You've got to consider how that affects how the club stands, how it looks publicly, how it affects fans, how it affects staff inside club, how it affects players and so on. There's got to be more understanding of that moving forward. But like people always say, end of the day, he's one who's putting money in. So he's in a position where he, he can probably sort of do as he pleases in that sense. And, and like I've said, he's, he's not a bad person. He's not a bad guy. But I, but I, I do take like your points on board and what other guys have said. Just finally, uh, you mentioned about West Brom. Uh, with twenty, is it twenty eight pound seats? Uh, twenty eight pound match day ticket banding. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the previous guy is he called Matt as well, who highlighted issue with their owner. Um, they they took a loan like quite recently with back end of last season, and it's been facilitated by somebody who's been involved in a lot of troubled football clubs before. Before what? So I'm not too sure on. It, whether that's an accurate thing to go off, but I do agree that ticket pricing is too high. Yeah. The thing is, people use that as a yardstick, though, don't they, Matt? Like, they look, when yeah. something's so expensive, first thing you do is look and go, is it expensive? And you look elsewhere. Yeah. And, and I know there's some people that have been out and said, somebody oh, yeah, but. Me, somebody asked me about Middlesbrough and said, why Middlesbrough? But then you look and they'd sell Jed Spence and Marcus Tavernier for, what, £25 million, pound, like maybe combined. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it certainly does help, doesn't it? Matt, thanks for your points, mate. I do, uh, do really appreciate it. I've got loads of people that want to talk, and, no I, worries, and I'll, I'll try and get through as many people as I possibly can. Uh, Joe, I'll come, to, I'll come to you, and then I'll come to Harry. Harry was actually with me at the uh, at the meeting um, earlier on as, as well. I'm just going to read some of the tweets out um, 
whilst uh, I do that. Uh, Williamsport West Brom can charge £28 a ticket because they sold the player for £7 million, which allowed them to account for the cost. Um, we've got, let's have a look. Uh, one from Nathan. Missed first 20 minutes. Uh, what did I miss? Um, this is, will be going out as a, as a podcast as well. So you can, if you did miss any of it and you've come late, then don't worry. You'll be able to listen back to it, um, later on this evening or definitely in the morning. Um, let's have a look. Uh, Dan says the chairman really doesn't deserve our fans. I bought an early bird season ticket and I actually feel guilty because of how he's priced out many fans, especially families. Uh, Callum, we need to be willing to sell players and our best assets in order to reinvest and make cheaper season tickets. That's how the likes of West Brom can sell their tickets quite cheap. Um, Another one, Lee said, on his metric, if we get to the Premier League, ticket pricing will be over £100 a seat. Um, yeah, right. Let's go to Joe. Um, Joe, pal, how are you, mate? You all right? Oh, I've been better. Yourself? <laughs> ah, yeah, I'm all uh, I'm all good, mate. Uh, you know, it's, it's one of these things, right? Um, I'll just give you a quick backstory. So I took my son to his first game this year. He's eight years old. And he saw us against um, Portsmouth, the three-all. And it had everything, right? Amazing comebacks, sloppy goals, proper Wednesday. And then uh, we've been to 10, 12 games this season. Um, and when we went to the Peterborough game, I got tickets and we went to pub, his first match in a pub. <laughs> we watched it and honestly, it were dejected. It just looked like somebody had come in and nicked his presents at Christmas. You mean, you mean Peter, Peterborough away at this point, yeah? Peterborough away, uh, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, watching that on telly. But then we've got tickets for home game. And he said to me, Daddy, we've got to go because we know we're going to lose, but we might see a miracle. And I'm like, sold. <laughs> and then we went, and it was a phenomenal night. That I will never forget, me and my boy, till the day I die, have got that night. Right, and his best mate at school is a blade, and his favourite <laughs> colour is red. So I'm like, look, when you grow up, you can be whatever you want. You can come home with your boyfriend. You wear a United shirt in my house, and I have no son. <laughs> Tribal, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, riding a wave, super high. I took the whole family to Wembley, my two-year-old, my four-year-old, my eight-year-old, and it was such a fun day. We went to a little playground next to Wembley. All the uh, girls are singing the Wednesday songs on the way home. Couldn't have been prouder as a Wednesday fan. And it's just all gone downhill from there. I just feel like the bubble has absolutely burst. And just just on that, Joe, as well. I, I did I did say that to, today upon uh, earlier. Um, it wasn't really a question. It was just more of a of a statement. I just said that, mm. um, you know, Illsbury were absolutely buzzing that, uh, mm. that night. People say that that's the best football match that they've ever seen. Again, going to Wembley, like you just said there, people have that memory now and, and everything was fantastic. You know, I'd never seen the Sheffield Wednesday hashtag um, as positive in my life. Do you know what I mean? Uh, obviously, certainly exactly. since since doing this, everyone were, mm. were talking about Sheffield Wednesday everywhere. We were all over the world media and everything. Mm. And I said to him that we had a, I just said, we had a, had a huge opportunity there to, to harness that positive energy and that positive feeling that most, if not all, Sheffield Wednesday fans had. And I said, yeah. and that's gone and that's vanished. Yeah. And, and yeah, he, again, uh, people that spoke to him, he, he, he likes to get his word across. And I, I didn't even have to, I didn't even get a chance to finish what I was saying before he kind of went on to talk about something else. So I don't know whether that, that went into him, but I did, you know, point I'm trying to make, I, I did actually try and get that across to him that that's how people feel, um, which I, I, I thought might have been more beneficial than, 
than just asking the question. But, but it's right, though, isn't it? That bubble has well and truly burst, yeah. Joe. Absolutely, absolutely. And, I mean, you know, I've, I've just been doing some research, so I'm not going to make any personal uh, comments on the man. I don't know him. I've never met him. But people that have had brief interactions with him and they say, no, he's a decent guy, he's a decent guy. You know, let's not be naive. We are a play toy for a multi-multi-millionaire. And that's all it is. And these people, generally speaking, are not good listeners because they get everything they want in their own way. The Thai Union Group was founded in 1977 with half a million pounds in capital. Right? That's just a fact. You can Google it. That's not to say that he's come from money all his life, but it probably leans into the argument that he's not shy or a bobber too. Right? So these people, you look at any of them, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, we all know what they're like. They just want everything their own way. They want everybody to love them. They've all got a Jesus saviour complex. And he wants to be the, the Jesus, the saviour of Sheffield Wednesday. He wants us, in my opinion, and the last few months have crystallised this, he wants us to be on our hands and knees as he walks past. You know? And it's us that own this club, not him. You know, I was a, a big, big supporter of his while we were in League One. And it were backing Darren Moore and all the Moore out crowd. And I thought, you know what? Chance he's learnt from his mistakes. He pumped money into the club. We bought Jordan Rhodes. It didn't work. But I think he's learnt from his lessons. And the last few months have just shown me he's not learnt anything, you know? Quick back of the math envelope, back of the envelope math shows you what he's saying is true about ticket prices. If you take 30,000 people at 30 quid a ticket, it's £900,000. Now, when you break that down, that's 40 people on minimum wage. There's more than 40 people work for Wednesday. So we've got to have income streams. But the problem I've got is the fans are one of the biggest ones. And when I take my kids to the south stand and we go to the family stand and all there is is an old table football pool table. And you know the thing that drives me mad? Every week, almost every week, I'm cleaning bird shit off that table football. Because, you know, kids get bird shit in their eyes. It can make you blind. And it's just like... Where's, where's it like a couple of odd arcade games, you know, a Tekken or something for kids to put some PlayStation money in. or, or an Xbox or whatever. Interactive. What am I paying for? And problem is now is like the wife is a reluctant <laughs> Wednesday fan <laughs> who enjoys a bovril and a, and a pie. And that's how I get her to go, you know, bloody most expensive pie I ever buy. Um, but next year, me and my son, a tier A game is 65, 70 quid. And then if I take the wife and the other two kids, it's more than 100 quid. That's a day out at Gulliver's. You know, that's that's a cinema and a meal. And it's like, I love football, but I can't be selfish in my family's time. You know, we can have a full day out for the same amount of money as it takes to go to Hillsborough for a couple of hours. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I mentioned it, chairman, but yeah, I mentioned he cited uh, COVID, and he was saying how um, very few fans actually. You know, everyone wanted a, everyone wanted a refund, apart from a, a few fans, um, uh, and they, he said that nobody wanted to help the club. And 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 to that, I just said, I said to him, I don't know how much money you have. Um, but it's mm. certainly a lot more money than what than what than what I have. Uh, and I said, in this, there were people out there at that time that didn't have a job, didn't know what was happening with the job, needed the money, no. and they would have rather had the four hundred, five hundred pounds or whatever in their pocket than it was in the yeah. in the football club. And I just felt like he, that things like that, it, it clearly it clearly affects him because he's still talking mm. about it now. And I think you know 
all but everyone's kind of stopped talking about it, but yet he's still bringing it up and kind of coming back to what Matt was saying, like harnessing on the, on the past all the time and like kind of not letting go of things that have, that have happened. And I, I, I mean, I don't think this is right for one minute, but it's almost like he's, it's like, I don't know, is it a bit of payback for, for, mm. for, for not kind of, you know, he obviously had to spend a lot of money during COVID. He had still had to pay the players and, and everything else or whether he paid them or not is another, is another thing. But, um, he started to do all those sort of things. Things still needed doing. Um, and obviously no money was coming in. Um, and I, th- I think sometimes he's, he's, he's almost making it as if it's our fault. But then on the next breath, he says that, it, you know, the, the money that comes in from tickets don't really make that much of a dent into, into the cost of the football club. So I don't really, sometimes I, I don't really know where he, where he's no. going with, with that one. But no, and I mean, you know, it comes down to it. You just want to say, for me, boo-hoo, you know. Oh, you've only got 20 million in bank now left. You know, it's just like world's smallest violin, mate. You know, I've done really well for myself, right? First of my family to go to university. Um, I work for an American genetics company, and I do really, really well for myself. And now that I've got money, and money's not on my mind, first thing I think about all the time is how can I help other people? I know it sounds, you know, noble and all this, but it's like... If I see someone struggling, you know, or a homeless person, I can slip them a tenner, you know. And, and I just think people that haven't come from money, you know, especially northerners, have got that mindset. We're all in it together, you know. And I think other people, outsiders, people that are from money, straight away, it's, how can I make myself richer from this? So I think a lot of people thinking he's a nice guy, this, that, and other. Thai Union Group were caught with people in their factories in 2015 that were working as slaves, you know. So... Again, that's a fact that's out there on the internet. Yeah. I know he, he might not be involved in that, might be nothing to do with him, and I feel for the guy if he's not, but that's a fact, you know. So all these people saying he's a nice guy, I'm sorry, you're massively naive. We are nothing more than a billionaire's toy, and he can do whatever he wants with us, and nothing will change. I'm sorry to be, you know, pessimistic. Nah, ev- but... ev- everyone's everyone's a, uh, entitled to their opinion, and obviously on this uh, on this show, that's what we want. Everyone's uh, everyone's opinion. Uh, Joe, massive thanks, mate. I don't want to just move Cheers, on. We've got loads of people that want to that want to talk. I'm going to come to Harry, and then I'm going to come to Lee. Harry, mate, how are you, pal? You all right? Uh, evening, mate. Yeah, I'm not too bad. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Just for context as well, Harry was was one of the six people, including myself as well, that was uh, that was there this uh, this afternoon. H- Harry, what what did you kind of get from what was said? Because a lot was said, or maybe not a lot, if <laughs> in the same in the same uh, yeah. answer. Yeah. There's there's a few different takeouts. First of all, on the whole social media side, Facebook, Twitter, etc. I think the club, and particularly him and his people, are focusing on that way, way too much. He almost seems to be in the mindset that there's a real sense of negativity from Sheffield Wednesday fans in general. I tried to make the point to him today that this is football. Up and down the country, this happens at every single football club. Um, There was a weird moment for me personally at the start of the meeting when he asked for everyone's names. I gave him my name and straight away, he knew my name because his people have told him about my negativity on social media. So that was a, that was a bit of a, a weird start. Um, but I, I, I tried to be polite and explain that I'd actually been quite complimentary the last two years about how things have been done at the club, about him taking a step back in the work of Liam Dooley and uh, the initiatives the clubs were involved in, and also Darren Moore. So I tried to give a bit of context. And end of the day, when things are done properly, 
you'll get positivity. And when things, silly things are done, that can be avoided. There's always going to be a sense of criticism, um, constructive feedback. And if it's negative, so be it. Um, and I sometimes think the voice of the fans is almost sometimes affecting how he's actually running the club. He's probably taking fans' comments way too to heart. Um, and he certainly thinks that when fans speak on social media, I think he thinks it's almost the whole fan base sometimes. So one person might say something, and I think it almost comes across to him that there's thousands of people of the same opinion. And it's just not like that. I think, like I said, it, this this is football up and down the country on Twitter, on on phone-ins. It, it's, not, it's not only for our football club. Um, the, the ticket thing today, though, James, um, it, it, it seems that, quite simply doesn't really understand where we're coming from, I don't think. And that's the perspective. It's not his fault. He's he's not from this country. He's not from the area. I honestly don't think he really understands what this club means to people. Um, and again, he's not from the country. That That is partly, that's partly always going to be the case. But And he's seen very much from a business side on the point that if we lower prices, it's not going to change anything. He, he seems certain that the crowds will stay the same almost whatever price they are. And I think me... Uh... Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yourself and others obviously disagreed with that quite a lot in the room. Um, uh, and like you said a moment ago, James, he also then in the next sentence says that your your ticket revenue, your, your merchandise, barely even scratches the surface of, of the outgoings of the club. So you have to question, if that's the case, then what, what, why are we doing this? I mean, um, it doesn't seem to make any kind of commercial sense. And when the club is looking to, to decide their budgets, etc., Surely you look at your income first and then you decide what's possible from expenditure, but it almost seems to be doing it from the opposite way around at times. There's there's no kind of planning ahead almost with, with the figures. Um, but I suppose the biggest takeout I, I had personally from today is that quite sadly, it seems that no lessons really have been learned in the last eight years. We all saw the problems that we had Um prior to going down to League One in terms of how things were run, um, FFP, etc. And uh, a key moment today really that hit home, I think, was that we were talking about revenue and how we were really low outside of ticket income compared to our competitors. Um, and he simply said he doesn't know why that is. Um, and it almost seemed that he kind of wanted us to give him ideas as to how we can get more money in the club, which is kind of a concern. Um, yeah, I, I, I got that as well. And to be fair, I had been, um, you know, I'd, I'd been told about that before that, that you know that he does want um, he does want solutions to the problems. If you give him a problem, he wants you to come with a solution at the same time. And and part of me thinks, all right, that is a, you know, that I think people would try and do that um, where best they can. But on the, by the same token, end of the day, we're not, we're not the experts. He's you know, he has the business, he he calls the shots, surely he could call upon so-called experts in those fields to find that out. He did say that a few times, he said that on the um, 
he brought up the t- the, the price of the shirts. Then he would not, that wasn't really asked. He he kind of brought that up, um, and then it was said about well, why can Stoke charge fifty pound? Again, he didn't know. Uh, he just said that uh, they're probably you know they're probably losing money or they they want to lose more money. Um, and then he also he said it the same like I mentioned earlier about the the West Brom. Uh, situation saying I don't know find out for me and then um he said maybe I'm stupid um d- you know tell me and then and then we'll we'll do it and again surely that's not for me personally that's that's their job to do that not that's not that's not the fans job to to go out and start doing research on why why something is cheaper at another football club than it is at the club that you support like that shouldn't really come into it you shouldn't have to do that should you really it should just be the, that price anyway you you would think that there are relevant departments and staff controlling these kind of things at the club um, and that is probably one of the biggest problems that we have like do we have these uh, relevant departments do we have football expertise behind the scenes and well I think we all know that we probably don't well, apparently they said we have over 200 staff at the football club as well didn't they yeah they said that they did say that stuff yeah yeah and I suppose uh, I don't know if you recall uh, a few years ago when he took over um from the technical side of things, we, we had quite a few new recruits. There was Glenn Roder, Adam Pearson, etc. Um, these people with actual football knowledge and running the football club knowledge were brought in almost straight after Shen Siri took over at Wednesday. But And that seemed kind of a very sensible approach to, to take at the time. People that have the experience and know what to do with running a football club. But, and over the years, we've had more and more people of these people come into the club, but unfortunately, none of them have lasted very long, have they? they they've They've come and gone quite fast, and you've then maybe, if you read into it or you read between the lines, is it that Mr. Chancery unfortunately doesn't take their advice, or he would rather do things their way, uh, sorry, his own way, um, not taking proper advice on board? Um, but unfortunately, all, all, all this ends up leading to the fact that we seem to be kind of where we were six, five years ago when we were back in this league, and. There is no long-term plan. I think that's quite evident. That there's absolutely no long-term plan as to how we move forward. Do you know what um, I find? Do you know what I find the most disappointing is the fact that we're what 23 days from playing Southampton at home in the Championship, having beat Barnsley at Wembley, and we're talking about this, and we're talking about the chairman, and we're talking about how we're disappointed in in what's what's happening and things. I just find it really. Really sad, really that that we're that we're having to spend a full, you know, we spent an hour talking about talking about this and having to go and speak to the the chairman to get our views across and things like that. When really we should be talking about, you know, players that we've signed. Another thing that hasn't happened as of yet, um, you know, I don't, I know there's a lot a lot of time left in the transfer window. It doesn't shut while the first of September, but but still, you know, we, we should be talking about that, and we should be talking about games that are coming up, and we should be talking about Chesterfield in in a friendly last night, and the young the young players that 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 showed promise and things, but but instead we're, you know, it's all negative again, <laughs> which is it's just really sad, isn't it, Harry? Yeah, it is, it's unfortunate because, like I said before at the start, I honestly don't think he quite understands exactly what this football club means to people uh, in their family and personal lives because. Obviously, we've said over the last few days with ticket prices that you, you want to get your families involved, get your kids involved. They don't go straight in with a season ticket. You you start with the odd game, and as they get older, they get hooked, and you probably get to one summer where that kid will ask you as a father, can we have a season ticket this year? But his approach is almost that you're either a loyal fan or you're not a loyal fan. 
black and white. If, if we're all fine, you're going to get your ticket back in the, the first phase of the windows. I don't think it quite understands the process of how you grow as a fan. And from what he was saying today, it, it seemed kind of out, out of touch with that, um, especially with the comments in terms of how he thinks the all the youngsters um, are very much uh, focused on the Premier League. So he seemed to certainly think that young Wednesday fans would also have their own Premier League team as well. Yeah. Um, and I, I certainly don't get that impression. And my little boy is only nearly two, but uh, Wednesday will be his one and only. He's not going to also have a, a Premier League team. It just doesn't, doesn't work like that. It's, I think what it, what it is, I think it's people that don't follow follow football or don't have parents or whatever that are fans of fo- uh, the football club. Maybe, maybe they do look to... Chelsea and Man U, Man City, Arsenal, whoever it, whoever it may be. Um, but I think what the, the worrying thing is is that people now they can afford to take themselves, even though that's going to be difficult. But they certainly can't afford to take the children, um, or you know, or that's that's the, the general consensus that we're getting, and and that's that's the thing. And then and then the time passes, then and then this, you know, the, from an, you know from an early age, you, people always talk about the the first days that they that they went to Hillsborough. You know, it were I don't know a two 0 defeat against Coventry in a on a rainy February Saturday afternoon or whatever it was, and then they just and then that was when they were you know when they were ten or seven years old or whatever it, and then now they they've suddenly you know they're still a Sheffield Wednesday fan thirty forty years after, and 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 that's how it all starts, isn't it? And, it, and if you can't if people then can't afford to to take the kids to those games when they're seven or ten or twelve or whatever age they are. Then they're not gonna you're not gonna have them like they're not gonna be football fans or Sheffield Wednesday football fans and that just hurts the hurts the future. Harry, thank you very much for coming on, mate. It was great to meet you as well earlier on. Do uh, do really appreciate it. I'm gonna come to Lee and then come to Adam as well. Lee, how are you, mate? You're right. Uh, yeah, mate. Good. You? Yeah, I'm fine, pal. What do you wanna What do you wanna talk about, Lee? Just obviously touching on everything that you've already said, and obviously just a big thank you to everyone that did go because it, it, it's great. Obviously having the um, someone actually go in for the fans from the fan base and just doing it and giving up your time to do it. So like yourself and Harry and everyone that were there, I think it's brilliant that you've done it. So thank you very much from on behalf of all of us. Really, I just want to say as well, it wasn't my intention to. Um, I, w- I just wanted to voice my opinion. Um, Obviously, I did that on social media. I did that via sending him an, an, an email. Um, you know, it wasn't my intention to go and meet him and, and actually have that opportunity. Uh, that was, you know, I, I just wanted him to know my thoughts, and I, I didn't really expect it either, to be to be honest. But it was obviously, you know, what, given that opportunity, I felt it was, you know, I needed to go and send my piece because, you know, it could quite easily use that against you, saying, "Look, I've invited you to come and talk to me." And you've not taken me up on that offer, so uh, so I yeah, just want to put just want to put that out there. No, it's great. I mean, like like you said when you started off, it's you kind of um, you, you you didn't you didn't really need to go on behalf of yourself personally, really, from like a from the ticket point of view or anything like that. But obviously, having the forum that you've got with with the Discord and the Patreon and everything and the podcast, you obviously get a better sense of the sort of feeling within the club and. I think it's just really good that you've been given the opportunity to go and have those that conversation with him. I, th- I think the big thing that I'd worry about on the back of what I've heard from yourself, um, Harry and Matt previously um, is it all just seems very much, and, and again, Matt saying that he's a lovely guy and he is, if he is or isn't, take the emotion out of it. He's a businessman running a business and he, he just seems to have 
had you all there to be able for him to say, this is actually what I think. I know, I know that you're saying all these things, but actually this is what we're saying. This is, this is what I think. And this is what's happening. Yeah. That, so that, that is kind of coming away from it and, and actually yeah. thinking about it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to, th- to feel what would actually change. One, one thing you did say, um, someone else that was, that was there mentioned how, um, he sits on the south stand, this particular gentleman, uh, and he said that he wouldn't mind, because Chan Siri mentioned that the ticket prices now also have to be a certain price because of the season tickets, and I felt like saying, well, you've done that. You've made the season ticket prices what they are, and I suppose you could potentially hide behind that by saying, well, I've got to make my match day prices this much, because if not, people will complain that they've paid too much for their season ticket. Now, um, what this guy said was he he wouldn't, Obviously, he said he was speaking for himself and not for everyone, that he wouldn't mind if his season ticket, uh, if the guy that was sat next to him was paying a lot less than what he'd paid for his for his season ticket as, in, you know, as an average over the co- course of the season, if that meant that Hillsborough would be full and the atmos- atmosphere would be more akin to what was, you know, the, the Peterborough game. I know, obviously, the circumstances are never going to be exactly the same, so it's never going to be be right. Uh, and Chan Siri did actually say to him, he said, OK, then you go out and you... You know, if people say that that is um, that is right, uh, and and people don't won't don't mind, I will make the uh, the, the prices cheaper. Knowing full well that he's never going to get that, yeah. you're never going to get unless he actually as a as he actually put it out as a an official poll or a or a vote or anything like that. He would never get that. So it's almost like a I don't know what's is he saying? It's like a loaded question that you you know what the answer is going to be. Um, he's just leading. He's just leading you down a path. It's just. It just seems to be that he's very good at leading people down paths, and it's almost like Joe said earlier. It's almost a politician level of arguing a debate. He's sticking to his point, and he's really got you all there to sort of argue his point across. Um, and I, I, the thing that I worry about it again, and I'm sure he is a lovely bloke. I'm sure he's a great family man and everything else. And Joe made the point. He's, he's clearly come from money, which I can't berate anyone for at all. Um, but it, it, they're all lovely sentiments. Like, it's a lovely sentiment when he said about the 30,000 people at Hillsborough not the prices down on season tickets and give people the money back. It's a lovely sentiment. And it's lovely to say those things, but it's just not going to happen. You do that. You do those things by actions, and every action that he's put into the club so far, commercially, what he's done with the team, with a complete lack of identity, it just doesn't seem that he's, he's actually leading it down any sort of plan or path. Um, it, it's just really, it's just a bit worrying. Like every time you hear these conversations about him, it's just more and more worrying. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, he's. It's, it's it's right. Like I just feel, like I said earlier, I just feel like it's just disappointing that we're that we're in this space. And I felt like you know, after seven eight years that he's been at the football club, I thought that the some of these mistakes would would be rectified. Um, I think some of them have. You know, the fact that he's got you know Liam Dooley in as a chief operating officer, and and some of the, you know he's given some um, some of the onus, we've put some onus on other people rather than it being himself, which is. Which is great, but then it all comes back to. I mean, I, I, I'd wonder who made the decision how, how on the on the ticket do? prices and. Yeah, I mean, how much can they do? It's great, and again, and Matt clearly speaks to a lot more people at the club than I do. I don't live in Sheffield anymore, but 
um, and don't have any of those links. But saying that they're doing a great job, again, actions and results speak louder than words. And yeah. all the actions and results that I see is quite a poor business. Lee, how, how many games do you manage to get to uh, a season, if you don't mind me asking? I try and get to about six or seven, um, as much as I can. I live in Burton-on-Trent, which isn't quite as far as as Matt does in Birmingham, but I've got a wife that her, uh, her ex-stepdad used to uh, play football and football was almost scarred and imprinted in a brain that's a bad thing. So <laughs> <laughs> I have like, but I have uh, I have reasons as to why I just can't make it. And, and are, again, are, the, are the prices now going to make you think twice about going to Hillsborough this season? It's going to be tough. I mean, I've said in the pub before, my eldest has got sensory issues and it's been very, very difficult to get anyone from the club to actually help us out with that. I wanted to take my youngest this year, but obviously take him with his brother. And you look at that now, we went to, uh, really randomly, we went to a part Dean a couple of weeks ago for the same amount of money as travel, getting up there, coming back, it'd be for the game. And I'll tell you now, my wife, for two hours with a piece, would much prefer three nights <laughs> break away. And, yeah, yeah. And they're the sort of decisions you then have to make because it, it gets in that element of cost. It it just becomes it's such a it's such a larger expense now as opposed to just nipping to the game. It's now bigger. It, it, it's a bigger financial not a burden, but I think you get my point. I mean, Liam made a great point earlier when I was talking to him, obviously off the off the pod. Um, you know, I think there's around about twenty thousand season ticket holders, maybe a little bit more if you do. You know, if you do some quick sums, if you try and buy a season ticket and just add up how many season tickets are left, uh, tickets are left, etc. Like I said, don't quote me on that. But it's around about that figure, and I think it was quoted that about seventeen and a half, even though it wasn't officially announced from the club. I think it was you know, about seventeen thousand season tickets last season. So from getting promoted to to the championship and having the season that we had, but let's not forget that we were top of the league for, for much of it. And we had those early bird prices that were, that were, that were cheaper and everything. We've only had, you know, an extra 3000 tickets, but yet there was 44,000 Wednesday nights at, at Hillsborough. Um, yeah. Sorry. It's at Wembley to, to see the playoff final, but yet we've only got, you know, we've now only got 20, 20,000 season ticket holders. You'd like to think that that if the pricing was, was right, you know, like I said, you could you could argue that they could have bought the tickets, you know, um, when we were top of the league around about the the, the time when um, when when the different phases were out and the early bird prices were out. I suppose they were probably thinking, I'm glad I didn't buy the season ticket then because of what of what happened. But certainly after Wembley, you'd have thought that you know that number would be closer to twenty four, twenty five thousand, wouldn't you? Really, with but maybe people just looked at the looked at the ticket prices and the season ticket prices and, and went. Nah, I'll not do that. I think there's other parts of it as well. It's like, obviously, what you're turning up to watch. And it's, again, it's that lack of identity with a club. There's, you, you do always have that worry. I mean, I, I wasn't a more out, but I wasn't particularly a more in, as I've said before. And I always had that worry with him. I love the guy. I think it was great to have a really, like, a, a good guy. And he obviously deserved his chance to go through. But you look at where it's going to go. I don't. There probably won't be a lot of people surprised that more might not have been with us at Christmas. And I think it's when you look at that crest of a wave and what we've done, you're always kind of waiting for the next thing to happen. Like it, it was no. I don't think anyone was surprised that this was going to happen. I think what the surprise was that it's happened so quickly, so badly, and so much. And I think that's the shock. I don't think anyone would have been surprised that he's put the prices up. I don't think anyone was surprised. We were all, it was almost a meme 
that people were going to be joking about it, about the shirts. I, I just think it's the the absolute speed and pace that, like we said earlier, it's just killed the atmosphere. It's killed all the good feeling um, around the club, and it even it even leaks into managers' first meetings. Who I'm I'm half excited about. So yeah, great great stuff, Lee. Always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, your comments, mate, do uh, do really appreciate. I've got to. Adam and Peter uh, that want to speak as well. Adam, uh, you've been waiting patiently, pal. Do appreciate it. No worries, mate. How are you? I'm all good, pal. Uh, Joe, you need to keep stop changing your picture and all that stuff because I never know who you are, mate. <laughs> it's because I'm swapping my account from Armed Forces 1 to this one because I thought I you don't change, want to you change your profile picture more than I change my pants mate honestly I'm a bit concerned <laughs> for your uh, your welfare then. <laughs> go on mate um, I have to agree with the previous the previous speaker to be fair I think uh it's more disappointment. Um, you know, we all thought that we'd seen a lot of changes in the way that the club was run when we were down to League One. We thought that we'd reached that hurdle that stuff would change. And it appears that, you know, we were wrong. And it is exactly as it was before. And I think the disappointing element is the amount of good feeling that we had. Again, as the previous speaker said, you know, everyone were buzzing after Wembley. And we should be talking about new signings we've got. And we've not got that. And I think there's... There's very, very little that can be said for his business now when he's a supposed businessman, when he's alienating all of his customers. Because that is what he views us as. He don't view us as fans. He don't view us as, you know, friends or anything like that. He views us 100% as ways to get money. You know, I don't know the ins and outs of how much money he gets out of Sheffield Wednesday. I can't imagine it's much, but he will be viewing it from a vis- from a business point of view, and all yeah. he will see is those numbers. I mean, if you just do quick quick sums, um, if it is 20,000 season tickets, and if you perhaps took the average as around about 500, I think that's probably fair to say as a season ticket, maybe a little bit less, but if let's just use 500 as a number now, obviously there's, there's kids and these concessions and things like that that are going to bring it down, but of course the South Stand's a bit more expensive than 500 and it's certainly more expensive now, but if you just use 500 as a number, that's £10 million that, uh, just for season tickets alone. Um, I don't know what, you know, obviously it's a bit more difficult to work out what the um, what the match day prices are going to be and how many tickets to sell on, on that. You know, I suppose you've got to caveat that with these people that have bought three and five year season ticket deals, which obviously won't be getting that money for. I don't know how many of those they are, but just to give you just an idea on numbers, you know, £10 million um, just comes from season tickets. And to say that that doesn't even cover the cost of the backroom staff is... I, don't, I mean, I've never run a football club. I don't know about the football finances. I, I don't, I don't study. If you if you want to like listen about football finances, then Price of Football is a fantastic pod to to listen to. But you know, I'd, I've not studied them to to know what what that is. But it's, it sounds like a lot of money. That to say that, that doesn't even scratch the surface is a, is a little bit worrying, isn't it? Really. Yeah, 100%. I think, you know, the majority of football clubs these days bleed money, um, whether that be from dodgy owners taking money out of the club or just genuine expenses. Um, not for one second trying to say that he's doing, a, doing the former, but we definitely appear to at least be on the uh, the, the realms of the latter. Um, I th- 
just to put it into a personal thing, because it's, it's been a bit of a hot topic this week for me, myself. Um, my fiance is now refusing to go to games because of how expensive it is. And I have very little leg to stand on with regards to arguing that case because of how much it is now. You know, um, I'm very much of the opinion uh, that he's purely put this first game against Southampton at a, a lower category to try and calm the anger that has been displayed. He, he asked that. He, the, a question he asked to everyone was, what category did you think the opening game of the season would be? And to which I replied, A, I, I, I honestly thought it would be. And he said, it was almost like he was trying to get one up by saying, well, yeah, you thought it was going to be A, but it's not. It's a Premier League team and it's category, what is it, D? Is it category D? The first game. But then someone also said that that's still too expensive, like for... For, for that like it was, it was almost like he was trying to get one up and saying you know we've not put it in A I could have put it in A but I didn't I put it as a D um, but we also said as well people said um, why don't you put why don't you tell us what all the games categories are going to be and I, I kind of alluded to it earlier saying if he's going to he's going to change it based on how the how the the club's doing in terms of performance if we're not doing very well it'll be cheaper and if we're doing good then it'll be more expensive, which I, I, I get. I get as a business model, but in terms of trying to appease the fans and not piss them off, like it's not really helping that, is it? It is, you know, to put it politely, it's bollocks, isn't it, mate? Like it's not good at all. And I mean, what uh, you know, Mission says refusing to come. My dad, who's been a Wednesday fan for. 40, 50 years is also now packing in, refusing to come to games because of how expensive it is. What's annoying, not just the expense, why have we got 64 different categories of games when we've only got 23 a season? You know, where is the need for this? Why can't there literally just be what West Brom have got and a really simple, straightforward payment process of it's going to be this much for a game regardless? Or at least two categories. So, you know, you have one for your Tuesday night games to try and get people to come in and then your big fixtures that might be on a Saturday a little bit more expensive. Why do we need eight? Like, what, what, what is all that about? And the amount of constant releases of increased price for season tickets. Why couldn't they just have an early bird and a normal release? Why does everything have to be so much more complicated when it comes to our club? It'd be nice if you know, they could just take a really sensible approach to it, work out that we're in an incredibly working-class area, we are working people that don't have a lot of expendable income and prioritise getting those fans into the stadium because as much as it is a business model running a football club, it's people's lives. Like, people take football on a weekend to get away from work during week and they can't do that at a minute. They're having to choose between having a, a, a night at pub with the mates or going to football or they're having to choose between, oh, if, if I drive here this week, I can't go to football at weekend. It should never be like that. It's a sport for the masses. It's a sport for the people and it's a sport for working class people in particular. And, I, you know, I get it with big clubs and big six and stuff. You know, it's not right, but I kind of get it because there's a lot more money there. Where we are now, there isn't. And I think it's ruining game and it's ruining a lot of people's opinions of what the game's about. And I don't like the way it's going. Yeah, I mean, he also mentioned as well that uh, he cited um, concerts and you know, people pay what they pay for for concert tickets that are much more expensive than than coming to coming to Hillsborough. Um, I think you were you know referencing Arctic Monkeys because you were kind of pointing in that uh, in that direction. And obviously, that was only uh, only a few uh, a few weeks ago. And I think you mentioned. Oh, yeah, that's- yeah, I, that, you know, that's that's bollocks and all. How many times have you been able to see Arctic Monkeys in Hillsborough Park? 
But you can go to when you can go to Hillsborough every other weekend to go and watch Wednesday. And let's be honest, the majority of the time, until relatively recently, it's shite. How many times can you go and see Arctic Monkeys, whether you like their music or not? It's it's a product that's not very available, and it's a product that is incredibly high demand. We can't sell half our stadium out a minute. No one's wanting to come. We've got 20,000 season tickets sold. Me, with a season ticket, might not be able to go to half at games because my fiancé and my dad won't go. I'm not going on my own. So they're going to lose a lot of customers that they wouldn't actually have thought they were going to lose because they're alienating people. And do you know what my worry is as, as well? It's kind of like I said it right at the top, is that it shouldn't really concern me um, in reality. It's not going to cost me any any more or any less uh, to go to the to the matches this season. I've got my season ticket and I've I've paid the, pr- the price that I paid. I didn't actually get it in the first early bird uh, phase. I had to wait until the, the, the second one because I didn't quite have the have the funds, but I felt like I needed to get it quick just because the price was going to go up. So I suppose it worked for him, really. It, it kind of forced me into, into you know, doing getting the season ticket by other, by other means. Um, but... That's not really the that that's not the um the, the the sentiments that that you want. You know what people I've seen people say that on on social media. I don't matter. You should have got your season ticket early bird and things like that. But like I said that's not how it all how it all works. And and I think there, it's, it, you you notice when something is really bad. When again people that it shouldn't really concern in terms of it's not going to affect them. Speaking about it and talking about it and things and, and are concerned for for other people that can't that now can't afford it because you know everyone everyone's kind of as much as everyone don't think it everyone's looking out for everyone aren't they really and and everyone you know at the end of the day you know what does it say on back at shirt we're all Wednesday aren't we <laughs> like that that's what the fans are doing but I think sometimes it it's not really that sentiment's not really shared is it. No, um, and, I, and I appreciate you've got a lot of people wanting to speak, mate, so I won't take up much more of your time. I want to finish on a little bit more of a positive note, as hard as that may seem to believe right now. With reference to what you mentioned before about the community project side of the club, they are doing an absolutely fantastic job, and the, the club don't advertise it anywhere near as much because I think a lot of people would actually forgive. They'd forgive a couple of the transgressions that they're currently seeing if they knew the amount of good work they were doing. Just from an armed forces point of view, signing the armed forces covenant, they've grant, they've given us a grant, uh, an amount of money that can't be discussed right now to be able to try and organise events for veterans and serving members of the armed forces. We've got walking football happening a couple of times a week, every week. There's free one-to-one gym sessions available. You know, the community side of the club are doing some absolutely fantastic work and they don't push it anywhere near enough. I think a lot of people would appreciate the club and the, what they provide far more if they did. Um, I don't, I can't remember the exact day. I think it's Tuesday down at the Jubilee Centre. They're walking football. They're playing against Sheffield United in a couple of weeks or whatever. They do some great work, you know, and they, they can be applauded for that at the very least. Yeah, it just needs to be spoke about a lot, a lot more. Peter, I know you're there, but I was going to come to... Uh... The rev uh, before uh, before I come to you, Peter. I know it's half past, but we'll, we'll do this a bit longer. Um, how's it going, mate? You all right? I'm all right. Yeah, I just wanted to. I've been listening, um, obviously, intently to what's been said. I just wanted to share a few thoughts that I thought ought to be made public, really. So uh, I'll keep trying to keep it brief. Basically, um, until recently, there's been a weird division in a lot of the fan base. I think because I think. There's this assumption from some fans that wealth equals competence. Let's be really clear about this. Chancellor's wealth emanates from his father. 
he's not a great businessman. He's the son of a great businessman. And it's a bit like me saying I'm a nurse. I mean, I'm not a nurse. My dad's a nurse. So that's first thing. Second thing is, he said at a fans forum in the past, if the majority of fans want me to leave the club, uh, I will, and there's a suitable buyer, I will do. So to that end, I ran a poll on my Twitter, and I think my demographic on Twitter, there's a lot of Wednesday fans follow me, obviously. 84% out of 3,000 wanted him to leave. So I think it's quite clear the majority of fans, in light of how much he's ruined the good vibe around the club, want him to probably sell up now. Just, just yeah. have you have you felt that for a, a while, or has this just been the straw that's brought the camels no, back? Listen, I've felt this since he appointed Josh Lehukai, and I went on calendar and said so. I got absolute pelters from loads of Wednesday fans. You don't know what you're talking about. We want to be grateful. Blah blah blah. He went on to get us relegated, right? So what he says to this is, "Oh, there's no buyer." Now let me be very clear, and, and I'm willing to put this out in writing because it's the truth. I got approached by somebody who was a fan of the band and they said, we've been trying to contact Sheffield Wednesday because we've got a consortium together to buy the club. This was when Katri and Meyer were there. So I had Katrien's number, I rang her up, I said, Mr Chansiri said that if there was a buyer, it'd be open to listening to what they've got to say. And these are her words and I quote directly. Uh, oh, I don't mean it. It's when he's only saying that because it sounds good. She's when he's got absolutely no intention of selling. So my, my question, and I don't know why nobody's asking him this, is you said you'd sell if the majority of fans wanted your art. I've demonstrated that on social media. I know for a fact that these people want to buy the club, right? Adam Shaw wanted to buy the club. A consortium wanted to buy the club, and there were one other party interested in buying the club. So my question, and I don't know why nobody's asking him really, is when are you going to sell? When are you going to be true to your word and do what you said you'd do? Because you said you'd sell. So come on, off you go. Because people are saying you want to be careful what you wish for. What I wish for, like, what I wish for is not having chairman of my club relegating my club to third tier. That's what I wish for, a level of basic competency. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many things, you can't even get a pint at half time. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's embarrassment off at field. And, and I were at Wembley, one of the best days of my life. We had everything. We had the best atmosphere around this club. I was following all, um, you know, all coverage that Joe Cran and likes of them had done. I were absolutely buzzing. I were buzzing. Like, atmosphere we got around club were amazing. And he single-handedly, in space of a month, he's killed it. Yeah. And do, do, you think, do you think his, um, his estimation of what the club's worth it doesn't match others? Obviously, I don't know what the what the what this consortium were willing to to put in to buy the club. But, I mean, obviously, he never even got not, to that stage, I guess. But you know. No, he won't even let it get to that stage. I mean, listen, he won't even answer the calls. So, Adam Shaw, who whether you like him or not, or whatever you think of him, he told me, he said he won't even answer calls when we're ringing him. Like, he doesn't even pick up calls. So he's all this stuff... For, for context, that, that was the guy that came out a couple of weeks ago with that statement. Um, the, the guy that lives in America, is that is that right? Yeah, from, no, he's, from not the one I, he's not the one I rang up about. This was about three or four years ago. This was someone else who, who contacted me. Somebody I know who's a director at a, a Premier League football club, and he said, look, there's somebody we know we're looking to buy our club, but we we don't want to sell. But we've we've tried to send him your way. Can you try and sort of just see if they'll answer phone at least? And so I just try to as an intermediary because I think he's I think he's clueless. I think Amadou um, who advises him. I mean, how many bad calls is this guy going to make? Are we, what we're we going to do? Turn into Watford reserves? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> can't smell if you can't smell the like dodginess are having all these old Watford players. Now we're going to try and sign Troy Deeney at 35-year-old. Geezer can hardly run. It's embarrassing. 
like this guy doesn't know anything about football. He's got to go. It's like me running, I don't know, like a pharmaceutical company. I don't know anything about it. You know what I mean? Like, why why are we entrusting the future of this thing that we all love to this fellow who doesn't know what he's doing? It's bonkers. And all right, legally, whatever, he owns it. He's divided the ground from the club, which is, you know, in my opinion, is a bit dodgy. Whatever, whatever, right? The point of the point of the thing is that, like, he might own it, but it belongs to all of us, doesn't it? And I think, like, he's not, he's not doing a good job. And and way it's looking at minute, we're going to end up getting his, like, we're going to end up getting relegated, aren't we? We haven't even signed a player yet. Do you know what I mean? It's just a joke. and I, I, I don't know what he has to do to convince them other... I don't know what them other 16% who think he should stay, I don't know what they're thinking. Like, what is it you're watching? Like, what, is he, what does he have to do? Does he have to relegate club? He's already done that. Do you know, do you know I think it is, John? Just like playing devil's advocate. Well, I've kind of I've seen people say it. I think, you know, you said about uh, grass isn't always greener. I think that's what people's worry is. Because whilst the only the only thing that people can say is he's putting money into the football club. And I think, as an owner, I think you have to do that anyway, don't you, really? Like, that's not really a, a positive, is it? I suppose he could just pull the plug and, and the club could go into administration. But that's the only it's other about, option, isn't it, it's really? About build, it's about building a sustainable model, isn't it, that's capable of gaining into premiership. And you look at clubs who've got you know, a fraction of resource Wednesday have boom of spring to mind, you know, there's loads. It's not about money. If it were about money, then you'd build to just anybody could buy anybody and get promoted. It's not it's about how you spend it. And this is what I'm saying about don't confuse wealth and competence. They're very different things. Yeah. I know many wealthy people, a lot of them, they're not well they're not wealthy because they're competent, they're wealthy because of family wealth, like Mr. Chancery. Right. How important, John? How important is it for you, for Sheffield Wednesday to get into the Premier League, or, or in reality, are you not, are you not that bothered? You just want That's your football club uh, back, or no, I want, I want to be Premiership. I mean, listen, I remember glory days. I know kids who were twenty-five years old, lads and lasses who were twenty-five years old, can't remember as being any good like, in terms of in upper echelons of British football. You know, and you saw yourself at Wembley. This is a massive club. We deserve better than we're getting. And I think these sort of lowered expectations of, oh, be grateful, be grateful. But I'm not being grateful. I'm not servile. I don't understand this, like, servile, like, thank you, Mr. Chancery, for what? We're no further on now than we were when he bought us. And if all, we don't, now don't own as ground, as ground's 10 years older. You know what I mean? Like, like, what is it we're supposed to be grateful for? Like, I get it. We once nearly went into administration, but we didn't. If anything, we ought to be thanking Howard Wilkinson, didn't we? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. he would want to help get us out of that. We weren't Chancery, Mandaric. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't understand this like, sort of gratitude and this kind of, like, getting on his knees for him. I don't, like, what? why? Because he's rich. And no, 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 no. Let's get a bunch of people who know what they're doing and get a model that's, like, going to take us to where we need to go. Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed I couldn't ask him that question because um, you see Ipswich, Ipswich has brought in a, a CEO, is it Mark Ashton, I think it is. He, he was at Watford, mm-hmm. Bristol City. Um, it was a, another club as well, which which eludes me now. Um, and obviously done great things there, got a track record and he's, and he's doing great things at Ipswich. They've got American owners and he says, um, it, was on, it was on the Price of Football podcast and he said on there how... You know the the American owners don't know anything about football, but they've obviously entrusted the you know the the services of him to to, to make all them decisions because he's he's got a track record in doing it. And I, I just look at us as a football club, and I think that's what he should be doing. He should be he should be getting these people in that know what they're doing and, well, and have done it at have, other clubs. We had a brief flicker of competency, didn't we? And all right, Steve Bruce left us in lurch, but he put a he put a head of recruitment in, and that head of recruitment went on to buy a, get a bunch of players 
for the club that were able to stabilise us and ultimately get us promoted in conjunction with great work Darren Moore did. And now he's gone. As soon as it's left the chance theory and Pacquiao, everything goes wrong and we end up with Alman Abde and we end up with Troy Dine and we end up with like Watford rejects and like all these old people who are injured all the time. Come on, man. We've, we've watched this movie before. Do you know what I mean? Like, what? what I, I, I raised this question. What is it he has to do? He's already got us relegated. He's already, like, completely cocked up all, like, facilities in ground. He's already cocked up as kit multiple times. He's already ruined that amazing momentum and good vibe we had coming out of Wembley. Do you know what I mean? Like, what is it he has to do, like, until P- Penny's going to drop? I mean, 84% out of 3,000. I reckon that's a pretty good indication of where the fan base is. I just think, like, maybe it's time to be a bit more vociferous in trying to get him to go. Because I think unless we demonstrate to him, look, mate, this is not working. It's not personal. I don't think he's an evil guy. I don't think he's a bad man. I just don't think he knows what he's doing. It's I think, not, I think you know he what? takes everything personal, though, John. I think he takes oh, it. You can see that quite clearly. He's got the thinnest skin ever. And I get it. I, I, people say stuff to me and it upsets me. I get it. He's in firing line. But he puts himself in firing line, doesn't he? By, by making, like, bizarre statements and, you know, bizarre decisions. It, it, how hard is it to appoint a press officer and field everything through them? There's some good people at club. Liam Dooley, great fella. Like, let him do it. It was that that question was asked uh, this afternoon about, uh, have you not thought about having a... Uh, a spokesperson uh, that can that can obviously speak on your behalf because obviously quite clearly he even says it himself that he struggles with uh, with English as a as a second language um, and things sometimes are taken out of context mm-hmm. and everything and he said he said no uh, he don't he don't want one of those because people want him to talk and him to share his emotion and uh, and, I, and I, don't, I don't know I mean it's supposed to be Trevor Braithwaite right and. Listen, it must be hard to do his job. I have my own thoughts about him, but I think it must be very difficult to do his job because Chan Siri, for whatever reason, wants to speak. But listen, I'm, I've talked too long. I really do appreciate you uh, listening to me and um, keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah, no problem, John. Thanks, right, uh, thanks for coming. I do appreciate Bye-bye. it. Um, Go on, Pete, uh, apologies for that. I know John jumped in there, but uh, I know he had some quite good things to say. But uh, go on, Peter, what do you want to say, mate? No, he did. John, John had some very good points to make. And, and uh, the, the point that I think it was Harry Harry made it earlier, and Matt also made some really good points. The point that I think one of the big things the club's uh, doing at the minute is is they're listening, or they're, like, they're listening to social media far too much. Um, and, and it... it it makes me think that who is actually running the club and and or it's certainly the style of the where the club's run. John's just quite clearly said uh, about uh, Chance here he got us into this mess. It, it's a well known it's a well known fact, and I'm not talking out of turn here. It's a well known fact that if you if you've got enough money to buy a football club, you know there are very very few football clubs that make a profit uh, unless you're lucky enough. To be a Man City who've got wealthy owners who can sell the players for a profit, a, a vast profit, or the young players for a vast profit, uh, you can you can go out and spend twenty, thirty million for a player, and then sell him on for fifty and sixty. There aren't there aren't many teams that can do that, or many, or, or have the have the playing stock to be able to do it. Uh, you know, t- tonight we should be a little bit more buoyant or happier after Chesterfield last night because we saw three or four good players who did show a little bit of promise in the second half playing for us 
Uh, and it's not very often I, I can't remember. I, I can't think I've ever said that, James, on here uh, ever at all. And, and there are little sprouts of positivity, but it's just it's, being overshadowed, isn't it? Of course, Peter. it is. Every, everything. We're all wondering what's tomorrow's what's tomorrow's big mistake going to be. What's 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 going to come? You know, God forbid one of the players goes out and does something stupid, like gets drunk and gets done for drunk driving. You know, like you see the Premiership boys doing, or we have some we have some, some whiff of scandal. Do, do you know, th- like, Peter, do you think we've just kind of just on like the price? Because obviously that's that was the I think that's oh, ridiculous, that, yeah. that's the thing that, like I said earlier, the straw that broke the camel's back for some people. I think um, you know, you've been bubbling but along the, for a while, but obviously now when, you know, when it's touching eight hundred pounds, well, gone gone past eight hundred pounds for a season ticket and stuff. Do, do, do you think that um, you know? Do, do you think that that's just him just being so out of touch with? With everything yeah. that's that's going on, or he's massively out of touch. And a couple of days ago, I, I said to a pal of mine, it makes me think who is advising him to to make these statements and make these judgments to say, right, we're going to have it. It's going to be eight hundred pound in the in the south. It's going to be seven hundred pound. Then, without thinking, well, it were only it were only five hundred quid uh, back in January. So what what's given you a what what gives him the thoughts to? Make it make it be another two and a half, three hundred quid, because that doesn't that doesn't tie him. Do you think we've just been conditioned to these sort of surprises? I mean, we haven't obviously because he's never been this price before. But because even I even I said I said I I wouldn't mind if it was if the season ticket were five hundred pounds. Now thinking about it, it's still quite. It's still it would still make it one of the most expensive season tickets in the EFL if it was five hundred pounds. But I've almost. It's almost like the, the it's like the energy thing, isn't it? Where you know they tell you it's going to be three grand, and then they go, actually, no, it's like it's only going to be fifteen hundred. But wait a minute, I were never paying three thousand pound. I were only paying yeah. you know seven hundred quid or whatever it is. So I'm still paying twice as much. It's like it's like we're also almost being conditioned to to these sorts of prices. That when he makes them a little bit cheaper, everyone's like, oh well, you know, fantastic news that it's, that it's but forgetting that it's still really expensive at the t- at the same time. Exactly, and if, if you if you booked a ticket for the Lyceum or Cineworld to go to the cinema, and when you booked it, they said, "Well, I'm sorry, but there's no hot water in the toilets, and it's going to be a bit run down. It's going to be a bit dilapidated. And by the way, there's going to be some there's going to be some young t- there's going to be some young teenagers there. They're going to be stoned off their heads. They're going to be they're going to be smoking. They're going to be drinking. You'd think, hang on a minute, I'm not going to. I don't I don't want to know. I, I don't want to go. But forget it. I'll I'll go somewhere else. I'll 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 pick some I'll go away for we'll go away for weekend, you know we'll not we'll not do that I'll we'll go out for a nice meal with my missus I'll rather than go and watch Wednesday I'll go and celebrate my anniversary I'll go and celebrate I'll take the kids out and and do stuff like that but you know we we all make that following Sheffield Wednesday as it is for you and and thousands of other people is part of my life you know I, I, and I've done it for the last fifty years and and I do it I I didn't do it. I never did it for Jack Charlton. I never did it for Howard Wilkinson. I did it for Wednesday. Yeah, Peter, you don't have to. You don't, you don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell me where this limit is. But is is there a limit to where? Because obviously, you know, you're going to Spain, aren't you, in a, in a few days' time yeah, to to watch yeah. them on pre-season. You know, you go follow them up and down the country, and you go to all the away games and everything. Does there become a point where you would just say? enough is enough or would you just keep paying and paying because I think there's people out there that would and I said it in the in the email yeah. that I sent 
football is a football is got say football is a football fan or football a football business is different to every other business because people will just keep paying because of exactly what you've just said. I, I think they will. Yeah, from a personal point of view, I, I'm I'm at about I'm at a point now where I'm I'm having to think twice. Can can I afford to take me an Alfie away next season? Uh, to away games, and if I said that to him now, he's 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 a young, impressionable kid. How old is he, Peter? Sorry, he's twelve. Right. He's twelve year old. So, and I, I've got him into watching Wednesday. It's my dream that I took. I started taking my lad to watch Wednesday with me. He sings louder than me now. He tells me the songs. He doesn't swear, does he? Uh, I'll, I'll, move, I'll move on. No comment. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean. He tells me what the songs are. He tells me who the subs are because I can't see that far. But you know what I mean. He, yeah, he yeah. Tells, You know, and that's a dream for a parent. And that's the point that Chancey misses. That Sheffield Wednesday is a way of life. It's not a play thing. You know, I, 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 I am already thinking twice about you know twenty four, twenty five. I know when I go, when I go, when I rock up on Friday, Friday fourth of August. That pie is not going to be four quid. That pie is probably going to be four and a half, five quid. That pint of beer is probably going to be a fiver. That slice of pizza, that over over overcharged pizza is probably going to be four and a half, five quid. You know, and chance mm. of all this, you know, the programs is going to be four quid. You know, everything's going to go up. You can buy chocolate bars. You can buy chocolate bars up the road in Asda and, and Tesco for. You can buy multi packs five five for one pound fifty. Chance has got them at two and a half, two and a half quid a pop. Do you know what I mean? It, it's as like John just said, the revs just said, we shouldn't stand for it, and it's about time as a, as fans that we've. I don't want to call for demonstrations against the club that I love, but it's we we have to make more of a noise, and 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 it, I just have to think some of the decisions. Where, where are they coming from? It don't make any sense to me. I think you've done a, I think you've done a fantastic job in getting or, uh, an achievement, getting in to see him with the other fans today and, and it's some of the things he's come out with and some of the things I heard you say tonight they're, they're really frightening the fact that he doesn't really want season tickets and stuff like that it makes me think gee that's a bit of a that's a bit of a no-no you shouldn't be saying stuff like that and it's not a, do you know what I mean and he's he's calling he's calling the press out calling our local press I mean Christ almighty without without Joe Cran without Alex Miller without mm-hmm. uh, Dom Alson without Ricky Without all these people who report on Wednesday, you know, I, I think I'd, go, I, I, I'd take up another sport. I'd, I'd do something else because without them, with a thirst for knowledge and so, while, while social media is is a is a horrible tool at times, and that's the side Wednesday need to detach themselves from. We we all embrace it. We all look forward to that press conference on a Friday afternoon, Friday lunchtime. Is, is George Byers fit? I mean, we always knew that Darren Moore was never going to tell us. But we all chuff in, listen to him. We all we all ask him, and no matter how many times, Joe, Alex, Dom, uh, Rob Staten, and Andy Giddens, and they all asked him about this fitness and that fitness, and oh, what about this signing? What about that signing? Darren Moore told you absolutely nothing, but every single one of us listened and tuned in, and wanted to know because we're the thirst for knowledge, and and that's the point. The point that Chancery misses all the time. Uh, Definitely, uh, it's 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 a it's very, very frustrating, and it shouldn't be like this. Like you've said, what is it 20-odd days before the season starts? We ain't we signed a player. I, I think we're shopping in, you know, we ain't shopping in Asda. We're shopping at, uh, we're in the corner shop at the minute. I think we're in, I think we're in co-op market, I think, to be fair. 
<laughs> where, where things are going. But, but yeah, Peter, great, great points as always. I do, uh, do really appreciate it. We've got Matt and Paul. I think that's probably going to be the last ones because, uh, we've ran over way too long. And, uh, but, but obviously it's, uh, it's great to hear everyone's thoughts and, and, you know, just thankful to have this platform that we can, that everyone can share that, share everyone's thoughts and, and things like that. So, um, well, Matt's just dropped off, but go on, Paul. Um, what do you want to have to say, mate? Do you know what, mate? Uh, I just want a quick catch up on what's going on. Um, I'm, uh, I'm not repeating all this one hour and 50 minutes. No, Paul, mate. no, no. I mean, <laughs> listen, seriously, I, I, I just got onto Twitter. I always have a little bit of Twitter. Uh, like everybody, I'm really passionate about our club. I'm very worried. We haven't signed a player. I'm getting a little bit fed up of uh, the amount of stuff that's getting sorted out of fans. The answers that we get one minute, then the answers that we get different from another minute. I uh, I think if you're going to charge season tickets that high, I expect to see some really good players arriving at Hillsborough. Um, and I don't know whether that is going to happen. Um, that, that's the thing, isn't it? The expectation ramps oh, up, doesn't it? If you're going to charge for uh, proper high-level performance football, then go and get the players, mate. Don't go and get me a free transfer from Poland. No disrespect to Poland. But what I'm saying is you want it that way and you're going to have the fan base on your side. Well, go and, go and show us some metal, but at the minute... I'm really worried. We're what twenty days away, like the last lad said from the season. And where are we? And I think, I think as well when you when you when you look at it, if you look at it right now, you can buy a season ticket for eight hundred pounds. And and what have we got? We've we've got same as last season. Well, it's worse because we've let people go. We the players that we've signed. We've had Reese James. We had him last season, and Marvin Johnson signed a contract extension. Mm -hmm. So so they're they're the same. So the 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 team is no better than it was last season from a point of view of we've let people go and we haven't brought people in. I know I've got, go on. Well, sorry, I've got, I've got no doubt. I think he's very passionate about the club and uh, he wants it to go one way. But I tell you what, like we all know four weeks ago, whatever it was, when Darren Moore was in charge, we had a steady ship. We had positive feedback from the national press, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Look at where we are at this minute. I mean, I am, I'm like looking at that calendar of games going, who are we going to be? And are we going to get the same old story? We need time to gel. How many times have I heard that after a rebuild, season after season after season? You know, and the, re the thing is in my head, this is just my opinion, we shouldn't have to rebuild season after season. We should have assets in players that are valuable to the club. And I'm not saying that any of the players at the club aren't valuable. Yes, they are. But I'm talking about players that are 21, 22, 23 with resale value. What assets as a club have we got? And I'm not just saying we haven't got any. I'm saying apart from the badge and the fan base, which all sound a bit disgruntled at the minute, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, it is, it is, it is worrying. Isn't it? Like, like I said a few times already that I, Shouldn't be talking about this, really. Um, and there the was, I mean, I get there's always commercial uh, reasons behind everything. Um, but having gone there today, I just get the the impression that things that, you know, the, the fact that he's saying that you know that he doesn't even scratch the surface, and and yet, you know, when I, when I asked him to justify why the cost is as much as it is, he just cited inflation and saying, you know, it's it's, it's not gone up as much as what inflation has, and. Mm. It's hiding behind what the t season tickets were were previously, which I knew that was going to happen. Like I said, having done my research and had a look, I knew that was that was what his answer was going to be. You could see it was it was it was obvious, and I kind of forgot what the season ticket prices were 
were back then. Oh. Um, but uh, but yeah, Paul, massive thanks for Cheers, coming mate. on. We've only got a couple of minutes yeah. left. Uh, I'm going to bring Matt up. He disappeared, but he's back. Matt, how are you, Paul? You all right? How you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm all good. Thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on, pal. Yeah, sorry about that. My battery died, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Amateur. <laughs> Twitter's been going off all day, to be honest with you, so it's drained my battery. Well, you shouldn't be putting them videos out, should you? No, I know. It's, the problem is now there's been so many of them that they're starting to become actually real and not funny anymore, and that's that's what's worrying, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's definitely. All done as a bit, it's all done as a bit of a joke just to try and make people try and laugh about the situation rather than it being too full of doom and gloom, but... You know, it has now got to the point where it's like, Jesus, this is actually like turning a bit too scary now. <laughs> like, what, what, what's, your, what's your general consensus then, Matt, around, around everything and and the chairman? I don't know what time you came on, but you know, from what 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 was said at this well, it, uh, this meeting I earlier. I heard most of Rev, um, and obviously um, the lad after uh, Peter. I thought both of them spoke really well. I must admit, um, I'm not fully up to date with kind of what's been said in the meeting, so I, I have to apologise if I repeat anything that might have already been said. But I'm start. I have moved now into that Chancery out camp. You know, I kind of had my mind turned a lot, and it has just took those 39 days that Chris mentioned on the radio the other day. I thought he made a really good call into football Evan. I don't know if everyone's heard that, but it's definitely worth a listen. It's very emotional. It's very passionate, as you'd expect from from Chris. And um, you know, I feel the same. You get you. I, it, the problem is with being a Wednesday fan is you're used to more failures than you are like you know good times. And when then when when they come along, them good times, it's like you want a proper revel in them. And that's what Wembley were, and that's what that Peterborough game were. And you know, those moments don't happen very often and it kind of like made history, the biggest comeback ever. So I actually wrote to Trevor Braithwaite, I emailed him afterwards um, because I always wanted to try and do another kind of follow-up to All Wednesday and I kind of wanted to do it as, um, you know, as this big triumphant moment and I thought it would be brilliant to capture reactions of fans um, talking about the experience of it all and dedicate a full maybe hour-long documentary to it. Uh, even get the players to... In, like, I thought it'd just be amazing. I thought we could do it independently. I think we could do it like Sheffield made. I know a good few lads who work in kind of film and media and stuff, and obviously there's a lot of pe- talented people on Twitter as well. Like, um, You could get so much input and just make it a really fantastic piece of work to just kind of remind you of that day. And, you know, I got a very, very quick response back from Trevor that was just basically, thanks, Matt. Thanks for the message, Matt. Um, you know, we're all sorted with the Lens Go Media. Um, take care. And that was it. And I'd had a relationship with Trevor and the club when I made that film. And I put a lot of time and effort into it. And there were no reward from me other, other than that it were a passion project. So I thought that, obviously, from then, it might be a good kind of working relationship. And obviously, my opinion on the on the club and the ownership has changed a lot through the years where at first I was, you know, I thought Chante was brilliant. You know, I thought he came in and he, he, he it was exciting that, that season in 2016 and 2017. You know, it, we, thought, we thought we were going to be back on top. Yeah. You know, and, and, and since that's, 
you know, then there was a bit of a bad spell. Obviously, there was a, a pretty bad spell when we kind of dropped mid-table and then, you know, ended up relegated. It was kind of like, um, I don't know how to describe it, really. It was just kind of like you get you start getting frustrated that we'd had, like, we'd, we'd snatched defeat from the Jaws victory just from that one, like, fucking all game and that sky over bar from Halan, um, who's <laughs> out there God somewhere now. God will probably find it, his ball. Um, so, you know, and and that and that then started me like there was a lot of doom and gloom around the fans, and understandably, and and I th- I thought that I wanted to kind of just try and make it a bit light-hearted and almost like a kind of modern day version of a of a fanzine, really, just doing parodies and and taking the piss out of the club a bit for how crap we've been in the media and everything, and some of the stupid stuff that's gone over the years. We the uh, cake ball and <laughs> yeah, yeah, just all the kind of stuff with the points deduction, and it's just been embarrassing for us the last few years, to be honest with you. And and like Chris said very passionately again, with it's, it's in 39 days from Wembley's took a sledgehammer to a lot, and uh, and now my question, I suppose, is what what do we do about it? Because there were there were a Wednesday supporters trust at one point, and I didn't know if they were there to represent fans and have a, have a communication with the club. But it seemed that Chan Siri seemed to shun that away. And now we don't really have any, like, because he's, he's, he seems so embroiled in this kind of bitterness or this kind of, like, this attitude where everyone's against him that he's taking it out on fans. And the thing is, I don't think he understands... Well, I know for a fact he doesn't understand the people of Sheffield and the area and the the working class background of it and the kind of, you know, the spirit of the city. And he, he just sees it as uh, a business thing. And, you know, what worries me the most is how skint we must be, right, if he's having to put the prices up during, a, a you know, an economic crisis like we're going through where everyone's struggling, struggling to pay the petrol bills, the electricity bills, you know, People are struggling. The, the, the food banks and everything around the country is showing kind of like we're in a state of poverty. And he comes in and he's and he's chucking the most, one of the most loyal fan bases under the bus. It's like we we are proud of how big we are as a club and the away support and the away following is just ridiculous and the engagement fans still have with the club. And we've had so much crap now for so many years that you start to wonder. Do, do our crowds eventually, how much more can we take? Do the crowds start to dwindle to the point where, you know, we end up with a, a, a much lower average gate and people have just disconnected with the club because of it? And that's what my worry is, is what could happen. And I, I, I think, you know, Peter said earlier about not wanting to demonstrate against the club because it's a club that he loves. But I'd say that the reason that we love the club is the reason to demonstrate you know, because we want some ownership of it. We want it back. It's ours. We've grown up with it. We've been to the games with his parents and his grandparents and his friends. It's ours. He's just borrowing it, for, you know, until he sells it. 
Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you, my, that's my opinion on it all anyway. Matt, so. you do really appreciate everyone's opinion. You mentioned uh, the Sheffield Wednesday Trust. Yeah, it is still there. It's on Twitter, SWFC Trust. Uh, it's also swfctrust.co.uk. They have actually put out a, a statement, I think it was yesterday, or an update, should I say. Uh, and on that, it does actually say um, that the Trust is currently not part of the engagement panel, a position which has existed since August 2021. One earlier this year, and following the election of new board members, the trust contacted the engagement panel to seek to be readmitted to the panel. Whilst this was declined, there was a commitment from the panel to review this position in early 2024. So yeah, they're no longer part of the engagement panel thing. Which, to be perfectly honest, I don't really hear much about um, at all now. So I'm, I'm, it does still go ahead because he, he mentioned that earlier today when. Um, when I met with him, but it's certainly something you don't really hear anything about, which he did previously. But but anyway, right. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna wrap things up there. Massive thanks to everyone that has listened. Um, I if you've if you've come on late, um, I will be putting this out as uh, as a podcast. So click the link in the bio, and you can uh, you can find out where to uh, where to listen to this um, in its all its glory, full. Two hours and five minutes of, uh, of of everyone giving their views and uh, and everything. Obviously, following the meeting that I had with Chan Siri earlier on this afternoon. Um, do really appreciate everyone's support, everyone that listens to the podcast. Hopefully, we're going to be talking about some more positive things moving forward. Because uh, yeah, that's what we that's what we want to hear. Obviously, the season's not far away. Twenty three days until we take on Southampton at Hillsborough, of course. Um, obviously. The, the lads are off to Spain at the weekend, um, so I'm sure there'll be lots of things to talk about. Fingers crossed we've got lots of signings that we're going to be making because, let's be frank, we do definitely need them. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. If you want more content from us, then you can head over to Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash WTID pod, uh, and you can uh, sign up to be a member. All extra content, discount off the merchandise, uh, and all good things like that, and also access to the Discord group, which you might have heard a few people reference earlier on. So massive thanks, everyone. Do really appreciate it. We'll be back again same time next week, 8 o'clock. This is not just a one-off. We do the debate show every single week at, at 8 o'clock, so make sure you join us then. Thank you very much, everyone. See you then. Cheers, guys. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code program for a four week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.